A huge congratulations to Whalen Bay. They are the number one dealer in sales in the nation for Mako and Tahoe boats. How cool is that? Hey folks, Captain Kevin Faber here for Whalen Bay Marine, and I've been telling you for years how much I love the Mako Pro Skiff Series. They're an absolute inshore fishing machine. But don't forget, they also carry tracker boats, nitro performance fishing boats, sun tracker pontoon boats, and Tahoe boats. Now you want some bigger news? Whalen Bay is now the dealer for Ranger boats. The new Ranger Saltwater Bay boats look amazing. Also, Ranger Aluminum Series and Ranger pontoons, which are perfect for fishing and just relaxing. So now, no matter what your boating needs are, Whalen Bay has you covered. And I can promise you that when you buy your new boat, all the folks at Whalen Bay will make sure your boat is rigged correctly and in a timely manner. You can do all this at Whalen Bay in St. Augustine, located at 845 State Road 207, or give them a call at 217-3778, or visit WhalenBayMarine.com. Whalen Bay Marine, your authorized dealer for tracker boats, Nitro, Sun Tracker, Tahoe, Mako, and now your full line of Ranger boats. And remember, every day is a boat show at Whalen Bay Marine. Welcome to the Nimnik Family of Dealerships Outdoor Show, brought to you by Duck Duck Rooter. Jeff Lagerman in studio with Captain Kirk Waltz. Morning, Captain good, Kirk. Good morning, Jeff. Morning. Got Mr. Rick Hall sitting in a chair. Good morning, Rick. What's up, fellas? Good morning, Rick. Good morning. Good morning. Man, good yes, sir. Good to see you. And Mr. Grumpy himself. That's right. Who let Rick in? Uh, there, there's oh, Grumpy. Boy. He's mad because I didn't bring uh, Mr. Right? Chris Wayne. Guest rules, pal. Yeah, he's mad because I didn't bring any uh, fiddles. Huge steak. <laughs> Otherwise, I'd have been happy go lucky. Yeah, as I this morning, as Chris. I normally am. Mm. But since no vittles, yep, no, no joy. Yeah, kind, kind of grouchy this morning, Chris. Yeah. You okay? Yeah, that's right. I got some pretzels just, in the truck, you Chris. Just, no, you just sit in there and you just talk and do your talky thing. <laughs> oh boy. Uh, Here we go. Uh, okay. Uh, favor. Got the sconge. Y- yeah. The what? Maybe. What, what would you call it? What is the sconge? Yeah. What would you call it? Well, I, I don't call... know, but I never call it the sconge. Yeah, um, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. You know? You... Let's think about the name. The, okay? The cold. Just for a minute. Well, didn't have the vid. <laughs> no, no. So here, so here so we no go. So no vid. So here's the conversation <laughs> and how it flows. Okay. okay. All right. I'm listening. So what was it about, Chris? Like Tuesday? Uh-huh. Tuesday, a yeah. text gets thrown out. You know, and we got a group text. Yeah. You yeah. know, it's me, Kirk, Kevin, Chris, Tara. Right. It's like, you know, hey, boys, uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm not feeling yeah. good. Under, yeah. under the weather. Uh-huh. I'm not feeling good. Yeah. And so uh, I won't be able to make it on Saturday. On Saturday. On Saturday. Yeah. And I, and I saw you throw out the question. Out then you Tuesday. threw out the question. So you must yeah. This is really a Tuesday. Down. Yeah. This yeah. is a Tuesday. I know. Well, there's no doubt he has a fever. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So I send a text I and I fever. said, Ugh, do you have the vid? Yeah. And COVID. Yeah. You know, because I mean, that's, yeah. that's going to knock somebody out. For oh, it'll kick right? your butt. Yeah, you bet. Yeah. And a reply back is, no, it's not that. No, and no, and no, then, no. 
Um, I tested. I you know some sinus infection. Right. Yeah. Not cold. flu. Yeah. It wasn't flu. Cold and I'm sponge. sitting on. I'm scratching my head and I'm going. Mm-hmm. Yes, it weighs Tuesday. out. Yeah. Let's see. Wednesday. Thursday. Thursday Friday. That's four Friday, days. Saturday. Yeah. That's four days. Yeah, it's a good recovery time <laughs> yeah, there. It's what sure kind is. of scones you got there? And and in a completely unrelated question, has he gotten a deer yet? I was just about to ask. <laughs> is he sitting <laughs> in a tree stand this morning? Yeah. <laughs> the answer. <laughs> well. I said, I, if you look at your phone, I sent a picture because the game game cameras, my game cameras have been going off, and I sent some pictures to our group text, and I got one I thought was pretty interesting, and uh, you could just see the top of the animal's head, and I said, okay, you guess, and I send these to Tara because we use these during the week as part of our promoting of the show, yeah. and it's a cool picture, and if you're not an outdoors person, you might not know what that is. You might think that's a, you know, a fox or a kitty cat. Right. Well, immediately, I got like within seconds, you know, what it was. And I'm like, that was a quick response for somebody that's under the weather. <laughs> <laughs> under, okay, quotes. Shazam. Under yeah. the weather. Shazam. <laughs> I was like, okay. All yeah, right, I know. was, uh, I was sitting there and then, you know, I, I had to talk to Kevin on a, on a different, unrelated matter. Hey, how you doing? Yeah, shut up. I actually sent him a text, okay, to tell the whole story. Uh-oh, there's whispering this is, going on. This oh, is uh, Thursday. Okay, now we're, we're two days after, mm-hmm. okay, the initial, right. I'm not feeling good, yeah, I'm nice. out, I mm-hmm. can't get out of bed, can't I, I, I can't even hunt. <coughs> he was bad. Huh? <clears throat> I sent him a text. I said, uh, hey, bro, call me when you get a minute. And I get a text back, call you back in a few minutes. I'm like, okay. So I'm thinking he's in the bed, you know, he's, you know, he's got to clear his throat. Mm-hmm. He's got to, you know, yeah. Jeff, I'm here. Maybe get a little mentholatum breathing treatment before he talks to me or something. Go get a clothespin out of the basket. Got so, Jeff, I'm not feeling real good. I don't know, 10 minutes later, phone rings. He goes, hey, hey, I can't hey. talk. I said, you okay? Yeah, I'm just I just got out to your stand. <laughs> I'm not all the way out yet. I'm gonna go back. Come on, man. <laughs> Come on. So, so let's see. Tuesday, Wednesday, th- Thursday's in a deer stand, mm-hmm. and I was like, I said, I, th- I thought you were you were down and out. Yeah, yeah. I got uh, got got some some antibiotics and feel great. <laughs> I was going to say, I heard him on his fishing forecast yesterday on the drill. He didn't sound too terrible, yeah. but, but we all know, man, the woods is the best medicine, so good for him. That's good right. I yeah, told him, yeah. I said, you know, enjoy. You know, Rick, stop being so optimistic. No, he played us, all right? Uh, he totally played us. Oh, uh, I don't blame him. That was uh, classic. Hey, hey, you know, I get it, too. I had to laugh, and I was like, you know what? Good for him. You know, he all basically he wants to have the day off. Let him have the day off. You know, why not? Now, is it he is it the rut up there where he where he hunts? Yeah. yeah. Oh it yeah. Is? yeah. It's, it's on now. When you see when you when you're driving your four wheeler down the road and you look in the dark and you see this b- body coming down the road and you go, is that one of the guys walking down the road without his light on? And then I realize it's a deer with his nose in the dirt. Mm-hmm. Usually, it's not a doe. Yeah. You know, those yeah. bucks are like bloodhounds, and and they're just Running around, looking around on the ground, sniffing everything that moves. So yeah, it's it's uh, it's on. It's on right now. Oh yeah, it's probably starting to taper a little bit. So uh, well, I will I will say this. Look, the 
where we're talking about, which is Georgia, okay, for the most part, the entire state. Yeah. You know, there's there's parts of Georgia that where the rut has has a late rut, kind of like Panhandle, Florida. But right. for the most part, and when you're talking about central and northern Georgia, the rut happens in in that November window, like it does in the Midwest. Right. Right. And this past week, it's been in the 80s every day. Yeah, I think it's spurting. I really do. I so it's late. when you get when you get that, it's what I call the the trickle rut. Yeah. You know, and you see a. Little cruising here, a little cruising there, and it's not one of these things where it's just like, shoo, 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 no. shoo, you know, bucks are flying around. It's hot as blazes where we are. Well, today, tomorrow, that could change. Yeah. Well, you can see, I looked at the radar this morning. North of us, it's raining. It's, boy, it's some serious rain up there. Really? Oh, yeah. All I mean, right. The radar's lit up like a Christmas tree. I was like, holy smoke. And then it changed the forecast for this week to, I think it's Wednesday, Thursday, uh, they're saying here on the coast, 70, 80% chance of rain. Really? Yeah. So, mm. and that, that's a new development that, that wasn't like that a couple of days ago. Right. Cause I, I think I talked to you a week ago, we're still trying to get seed in the ground and we did get, get <laughs> yeah. a couple of the plots planted near the swamp, but I mean, you know, there's a the radar. Let me see. Let me take a look at the radar. Yeah. I mean, it's, oh yeah. It's lit up. Yeah. It's getting ready to, yeah. Uh, to kind of come down. Yeah, so it's it's and that's north. that's supposed to. Let's go ahead and do a weather and tides while we're at it. Yeah, all right. Um, we'll start with what do you want to do? I got the I got the tides. You got so tides. I got right, tides. Let's... Brought to you by Angie Subs, the best Angie sub subs. shop at the beach. There. Um, actually, you've got a rising tide right now. Um, high tides at six fifty one. So we're right on the dot right here. Um, a.m. with a five point two, and then a low tide at twelve seventeen uh, today. 12, 1217, 12.53 right in there. This is Jack's Beach, Mayport. And it's only a 5.2, so it's been pretty slow. I mean, as far as the the, the volume of water, once the the weather settled last week, you know, I was in, I like you, I was in the deer woods for four days this week. You know, we had an opportunity, and I left Sunday, and we went up and hunted till Wednesday. And there was no wind. I mean, bluebird skies, no wind oh, yeah. for the coast. The fish around here fired up, so the current in the river's not moving real hard, and the fish bit. They bit well this week. Yeah. All right. Um, Angie subs, which I'm, I think I'm going to hit that today. I'm, I'm, I haven't had one all week. I'm like, so you need a fix. I got the shakes. Yeah, I hear you. Okay. I got the shakes. Um, uh, Weatherport brought to you by the Beard Pig, which is the best barbecue in Jacksonville. And by the way, you know, you guys have heard me talk about how much I love Angie subs, turkey subs. Oh, yeah. Right? The, the one place that makes the best barbecue smoked turkey is the Bearded Pig. I go in there and just get a sandwich. Their turkey is it's fantastic. Good. It's good. And I've gotten to the point now where I even like the, the turkey Frito pie. Oh, really? Yeah. Have you ever had, ever had that? I have never had the turkey Frito pie. You know, the Frito pie, it's, uh, it's pretty neat. They take a little bag of Fritos, which I'm just telling you folks, it's not even on the menu, but just remember this. You go to the Bearded Pig, get the Frito pie. And remember, Fritos, like chips. Yeah, right? chips. That, corn, that Fritos. Corn chips. Yeah. Yeah. And they take a bag of Fritos, and then they cut it open, and it opens up, and then there's mm – -hmm. so now you got your layer of Fritos, and then they pour their uh, – uh, it, it's not baked beans. It's it's a mix of beans, bean yeah. casserole on top, Yeah, which tremendous. And then they put a little of uh, the uh, palmetto pimento cheese in there. Yeah. 
and then you've got a little bit of special sauce, and then they put brisket in there. Mm. And it's just this wet, amazing mess, mess. Yeah. that sits on Fritos. It's not on the menu, though. Where do they get the Fritos? They're taking that from the dishwash guy that's I don't in his know. box I'm lunch. just telling well, you. Well, they hey, probably go to a store. It's fantastic amongst all that the up. other things. You, you know, go to, go to Costco. The brisket, the brisket is money. It's unbelievable. You know, you get the I mean, big box yeah. with all the little bags inside. That's where you get the Fritos. But you like yours with turkey. I like it with turkey now as well. Yeah, yeah. I and like a turkey sandwich. Sometimes I get it just straight, and then I say, give me an extra quarter pound of turkey, and then I'll do turkey and brisket. You know, oh. kind of like a surf and turf version. You're just you living know? on the edge, man. Yeah. Or should I say foul and what would I, that be called? I don't know. Foul and cow. Foul and cow. Foul and foot. Foul and foot. All right, so anyway, get to the weather, all right? Yeah. Cold frontal battery moving through the coastal waters this morning. It's going to push south of the waters through this evening. Winds are going to increase behind the frontal passage from the northeast and a small craft advisory headlines will take effect for the southeast Georgia waters starting this afternoon and then the northeast Florida waters on Sunday. As high pressure builds north of the region, a tight pressure gradient will set up with strong onshore winds across the local waters through most of the week with occasional gusts to gale force from Sunday night into early next week. Really? Yeah. Mm. Yeah, so it, here's the deal. Uh, northeast today, 10 to 15, 2 to 4 feet. Tonight, northeast, 15 to 20, 3 to 5 feet. Tomorrow, Sunday, north winds, 15 to 20 knots, increase into 20 to 25 in the afternoon, 5 to 7 feet. Okay, intercoastal rough, slight chance of showers and thunderstorms in the morning, then a chance of showers in the afternoon. Mm. Monday, northeast winds, 20 to 25, oh. seas 8 to 10. Uh. Tuesday, northeast winds, 15 to 20, seas 6 to 8. Wednesday, east winds around 20 knots, mm. seas 6 to 8 feet. Wow. Yikes. That's going to turn the ocean and the inlet upside down. All right, so uh, Sounds the important like great forecast. Weather to hunt. The important forecast, we'll get to that in just a second. <laughs> Okay, game day forecast. That's tomorrow, folks. Okay. Big one. Um, let's see here. Sunday, 1 p.m. Okay, and I'm on my weather bug app. Right. Okay, looking at a temperature of 68 degrees. I like that. Winds north-northeast at uh, 13 miles an hour. Mm. Chance of rain only 10%. Mm. It's going to essentially stay that same way all the way through the entirety of the game. So that actually is nice football weather. That's beautiful football weather. I mean, what, 65, 66 degrees? I mean, can you beat that? No, that's beautiful weather. Yeah. But I wanted it to be a little crappier for the 49ers. You know? Um, You know? What do you mean? We don't need Well, I just want it to be as anti-San Francisco as possible. Well, uh, well, I don't I don't think we you got to remember it affects both. Yeah, right. Both teams got to play in it, right? All right. So, all right. So, uh, so we get a, a text from Favor, and he's feeling much better. Yeah, he, he looks, looks great. Looks he looks great. great. <laughs> yeah, he looks great. Are you kidding me? Yep. Uh, feeling much better this morning. Thank you. Looks like he even yeah, shaved. Sure. He even shaved. He totally did. You got to feel better to shave, shave. No, dude. You're, yeah, you're you not sick, okay? When you're you're freshly shaved. Okay, in a deer stand, and your color looks looks totally yeah, fine. No, 
Okay, no. No. and your bow's hanging on the left side of you. You dirty liar! Yeah, he shaved prepping for that uh, hero picture. Well, if you notice to take in his right his ear, ear, he's got his his earbug in, right? You think he does? Oh, that's the earbug. Oh yeah. So he is listening. He's totally listening. So good morning. I'm glad you're Hi, feeling. Hi, Kevin. I'm There's glad a deer to your left, Kevin. Sicko. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad you're feeling better. No, no, nothing worse than feeling bad. You know, this time of year. Oh yeah. Yeah, or any time. That's all right. I mean, I, at least I call it like it is. I'm like, boys, I'm not coming in. I'm going to the deer stand. Yeah, yeah, yeah you do. Yeah, yeah we're only true. talking smack because we're jealous. Yeah, <laughs> yeah for that's sure. right. Yeah, so I mean, you. I mean, look, the, the 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 moments that I have on the weekend are few and far between to get to a deer stand. Yeah, I you know. It. And I took great advantage of it this past I, week. I was going to say you got in a stand here recently. Oh didn't you? man, it was good. I had that was probably one of the best. That's a good deer. Really uh, good it, was, deer. it was arguably one of the best buy weekends that I've ever had. Nice. You know, as far as, you know, not, not as far as like actual seeing things, but as far as shot opportunities, it was yeah. awesome. That's great. I mean, it was awesome. Uh, weather was good. Uh, actually had, I mean, really, really, really cold mornings a couple times. Yeah, it did. It got frosty. And uh, deer activity was good in the mornings and the afternoons it was solid. Yeah. I mean, I, would have been better if it just a little. I, I'd like you know if you guys could could draw up a picture perfect hunting day. What would it look like weather wise? Man, so I love those cold, the cold morning um, without much wind. I hate wind because I, I I get cold pretty easy. Mm-hmm. But man, you give me something like in that that low forties to mid thirties, um, and I like it a little cloudy. But when it's when it's calm and cold, there's nothing better than than a morning like that. Calm, cold, early morning in the 30s, yeah. 40s. Kirk, mm-hmm. what about you? I'm kind of the same way. I mean, 30s in the morning, five to seven knots of wind, just a little bit to move it. Yeah. Because yeah. you got to get those noses going in the right direction right. so you can get kind of, you know, upwind of them. And, and high of 55 in the day, maybe even 50, you know, cold. Yeah, see, I, so I'm – I'm a little I don't softer like it, than you guys. I don't want to warm it up too much. <laughs> the problem with where we are, when it warms up too much, we got mosquitoes because we're in a swamp. Yeah, right, that's yeah. a fact. And yeah. the mosquitoes this week, whoo-wee, you get out of the stand at 11 and o'clock. It, and here's the thing. Oh, why? It's been so dry. I don't get it. I mean, we Sometimes had it's like that. Well, I, I don't quite understand the life cycle of a mosquito. But two weeks. How in the world can sometimes it be – Dry as a popcorn fart for about three weeks, and all of a sudden mosquitoes are bad as ever. And I don't think they, they really care about the cold, man. I mean, you know, I, I grew up, everybody would say, we need a cold winter to kill the mosquitoes. It won't kill them. It doesn't, it doesn't do a thing, man. Those eggs lay down there, and as soon as something gets on them, a little bit of moisture and just a little bit of sun on them, yeah. bang. All right, so Chris Favor said, hi, Chris. <laughs> he's listening oh, I, mercy. but i see when i when i say i'm a little bit softer than you guys i i like you know 40 and then coming up to close to 65 during 60, the day 60 yeah. 65 in yeah. a day yeah, you I'm know okay with that for sure and here's here's one of the reasons why i like it that's kind of normal yeah and when it gets abnormal the deer don't like it you know what I mean? Yeah, they don't. It, yeah, when it gets too cold, you, it, it, the, it's like the deer shut down. They don't. They don't want to move in it either. Yeah. Well, the, our deer the too. One, are... The one thing that I want to have for deer hunting give give me like a north northeast, okay, gray. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Spit a little bit of I rain every rain. now and again. Mm-hmm. You know, 
Uh, if it's not that, then give me a little bit of northwest wind just because it's so consistent. Mm-hmm. Right. And it hides a little bit of your noise. That's right. You know, yeah. that, that to me is like perfection. But well, it doesn't happen very often. No. You know, yeah. and when it gets like it did this week where we were at, I mean, we actually left Wednesday about 1 o'clock, and we were loading the truck. And so I did an auto start in the truck. And the truck, granted, had been sitting in the yard for a couple of days, and we'd been using the four-wheelers to get back and forth to the stands. We start loading the truck, and I popped the doors on it, and I looked at the dashboard, and I looked at Mike, and I said, look at that dashboard. And he goes, holy crap, it said 103. Now, I know it's been sitting there, you know, so let it sit for five minutes while it's running it. It got down to like 86, 87 degrees, mm. but it's freaking November. Right. And it's 87 degrees. I know. Our deer don't like that. Oh, no. no they're no, in no their winter like coats. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're you know, well, they was, ain't going to move I very much. I was in much. Kentucky about two weeks ago, the, the week before Halloween, we made our, our annual trip up to Kentucky. And right. um, nice. weather was hot. Like it was 80 degrees, oh. highs every day. But you know, oh. the, the deer movement, it didn't slow it down a bit. It didn't, really? it didn't slow it down a bit. It was, wow. I actually saw as many deer there as I've seen in, in several years huh. from a numbers perspective. All right, well, so, we, we got a lot of stories to tell. We got stories from Kentucky, Fargo, Georgia, the water, middle Georgia, you name it. We're going to talk about it. And maybe even Favor might call in. Well, you know, let's not <laughs> let's not push it. He might not be able to talk. He might know. be five minutes to ten. I hope he calls in with a success story before we get out of here. I'd love to. I talk, hope so too. Yeah. All right, folks. Uh, if you'd like to join in this morning, nine zero four six four one ten ten, right here on the Nimnik Buick GMC Outdoor Show, presented by Duck Duck Rooter. Welcome back to the Nimnik Chevrolet Outdoor Show, brought to you by Duck Duck Rooter, Jeff Logham, Captain Kirk Walsh, Mr. Rick Hall in studio, Mr. Chris behind the controls. And you uh, before betcha. before we went to a break, we were going to talk about a lot of stories that we have. Um, Rick, uh, Kentucky, yes, sir. I want to hear about Kentucky. Man, it was uh, it was a, it was a good trip. Um, usually, we try to go up there, and I, a couple of buddies, we always go every year, and we try to take like seven days, a whole week, and go up there because we're hunting public land and we want to, you know, you have to fight the pressure and figure that out when you get there. And, and You're at Daniel Boone National Forest? or Actually, we hunt land between the lakes, National okay. Forest, so we're in the southwestern part of the state over there. Um, oh, yeah. I've never been to Daniel Boone, but i got to believe they're pretty similar. Uh, just a lot of hardwood ridges, big hills, rolling hills. Oh, yeah, um, big hills. Big hills, like yeah. Big, like yeah. work your butt off to get to the top yeah, of the Yeah, I had to spend some time on the Stairmaster here getting ready for it. Yeah. yeah I, I um, this year box. we had to take a little quick trip, though. It was only four or five, four and a half days up there is I think what well, we Well, what would happen? A little – Just schedules. Life? Life, man. I'm <laughs> telling you, little girl playing softball, uh, yeah. work going crazy. So, But, you know, even four and a half days – I'm thankful for that, just to yeah. get up there and go. And, uh, you know, when you're going on any hunting trip, you got to buy a week, right? You're constantly looking at the weather forecast. Mm-hmm. And I start looking at the 10-day, like, a month out, you know what I'm saying, and start watching it every day. And right. we started, uh, and, and weather was trending to kind of be what you were talking about earlier, Jeff, like, you know, 60s in the day and, and low 40s at night, which would have been perfect. Yeah, that would be nice. But as we got closer, that temperature swing went up. <sighs> and by the time uh, we left out, it looked like the temps were going to be close to 80 or 80 uh, every day. 
uh, uh, lows in the 60s, so definitely not not what we were looking for. But you know, you got to go. You can't you can't can't plan the trip around the weather. You just nope. got to deal with no. it. No, you got to go. Got to go. And uh, we got there. Um, and I actually I left work on a on a Tuesday afternoon and was meeting a buddy from Alabama, a couple of buddies from Alabama there. And so I drove through the night, and as I'm getting there, it's probably 11 o'clock at night, 11.30, and started seeing some bucks moving, you know, crossing the road. And I'm like, okay, that's a good sign, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I'll take so what, that. What's this date with the dates that we're talking about now? We were up there the uh, the 23rd through the 28th, I think. October. The dates of October. Okay. So, okay. so kind of you would think pre-rut, right? That's like right. a little early. Yeah. Um, right ahead, we had that big full moon right at Halloween, you know. Yeah. Um, and time. so I was hoping that that full moon kind of leading up to it would be our saving grace, right? Yeah, that get that would going. be mm-hmm. getting, them, getting them kicked off. And, uh, and man, it actually it, it turned out good. I I've got some history up at LBL. I've been there off and on for probably, you know, 12 years. So this is probably my sixth or seventh trip up there. And so how many of, of you are hunting? There's four of us there. Four of you. Four of us there this okay, time. You, now, only three was hunting. We had a uh, camp. I'll call it Camp Cook. I won't call yeah. it what we were calling him while we were there, you know. <laughs> Starts with the letter B. Yeah, there you go. There yeah. you go. But, but Hey, he, that's a good thing, though. Yeah, he just used it as a – But it's a, it's a term of, 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 of endearment. Love. Yeah, that's endearment. right. Yeah, it's, we do, you know, yeah, it's, it's yeah. totally not a derogatory term, man. It's, it's yeah. good, and it helps us out. You get back to camp and have food close to ready instead yeah. of having to now start getting it ready and mm-hmm. up till 9 or 10 o'clock eating. But, um, but yeah, there were three of us actually hunting. Um one of them had never been there before. One of them has been there with me pretty much every time I've gone. Mm-hmm. Y'all um, using climbers? I, I use a saddle. They uh, One of the guys was hunting from the ground with a longbow. Wow. Ooh, yeah, really? Yeah. And this was his first trip there, so he had Going a, primitive style. Super primitive, man. He's, Oof, that's he's tough outdoors, in those hills, though. buddy. That's tough in those hills. Yeah, a long well, like that. He found that out, and then he got a little under the weather about the time we get there, and he was really sick. Not Kevin sick. He was yeah, really yeah, sick. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so he, that's he, a good way to term it. I'm glad you <laughs> you described that perfectly. Yeah, not Kevin sick. Not Kevin really sick. Really sick. Real sick. Oof, <laughs> oof. Uh, <laughs> so so he took it a little easy, but but we all got on deer. Um, you know, thankful thankfully we've got some history, so we got we got some spots we can kind of go to and where see you, where are you staying at? Like where where's your camp? I That's mean, one of the coolest parts about um, land between the lakes. You know, there are definitely probably some better places to deer hunt for for the quality of deer in Kentucky. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but the experience there is great. They've got multiple campgrounds that actually have cabins on them you can rent. Okay. Um, and so for 75 bucks a night, you can rent a cabin that sleeps five dudes. Oh, that's fantastic. Yep. They've, you've got a, a, a bathhouse just literally, you know, 30 yards from the cabin. So yeah. you're just walking right out there to yeah, take a shower, awesome. use the bathroom. You get, they've got a community building with washer and dryer and full kitchen if you need that. Oh, yeah, man, yeah. Oh, dude, it's perfect. You hang your deer, you know, if you're lucky enough to kill one right there next to the cabin and clean it. Other guys that are there hunting yeah, there's, kind of uh, do use the other cabins, sure. They're too? full of them. So you, so you wind up making a bunch of friends. There was a big group from Louisiana, which there generally always is. Mm-hmm. How, how far in advance I mean, can you reserve the cabin? Yeah, and you kind of have to. We, we, we waited last minute. We were tossing around multiple different places to go before we ultimately des- decided on LBL again. Yeah. Um. And by the time I called, which was pro- to reserve it, which was probably, I'd say like first of October. Oh God. Right. And and we got oh, the last lucky. cabin. We you're got lucky. the last cabin. Yeah, Super lucky. lucky. Yeah. Um. I'd think by then it'd be over with. Mm-hmm. It's close, but right outside of the uh, right outside of the um, the the forest, there's multiple other lodges and hotels that mm-hmm. that you can kind of get. You know, it's it's right in between, um, 
Lake uh, Berkeley Lake and Kentucky Lake, so mm-hmm. the land between the lakes, right? And so there's a ton of lodges and fishing and and things that go on up there. So a lot of places to stay if you need to. It's built for the outdoorsman. Um, but yeah, we we love staying right there on the ground. I mean, some of the some of my favorite spots to hunt are only about ten minutes from the cabin. Um, so that makes it makes it pretty nice. Um, nice. And and they've been in a drought up there. I don't know if you guys. Yeah, yeah, and know anybody that hunts up there, but it's been pretty dry, and so I use that to my advantage. My goal was to hunt close to the river, right? Um, try to use the the river bank as access, walking in and just kind of sneaking up in a spot. And I mean, the very first afternoon, um, park the truck, and I've got probably half half a mile walk up the river bank before I'm going to kind of cut in this this patch of hardwoods and kind of get in between these couple of big ridges um some spots i'd found a bunch of sign last year or two years ago up there and uh start walking in and immediately just deer tracks all over the place this Mm, sweet kind of a little bay a little pocket of water that kind of comes in from the main river and um water was low so i was able to walk and you you just see where these deer pouring out of the woods going in there to get water and make a turn around a bend and, and look up and the bay is probably a mile long but there was only water in about half a mile of it because oh, wow. it was so dry. And, really? um, Darn. yep. And, and that, get, that, that's a, like a, just let people know food, water, cover, food, water, are, cover are, are the essential, the three principles that yep. deer need to have. Yep. And so when there's a limited supply of one of them, it makes it a lot easier for the hunter to kind of dial in. That's right. Mm-hmm. So when, when there's a drought, if you can find water, yeah, okay, like out, like out west. I mean, these people hunt water sources out west all the time because yeah, mm-hmm. it's you know it's dry and mm-hmm. arid. But when it happens on the on the east coast, people some people don't even think about hunting water. Yeah, and here you know if you if you hunt this part of the the state or you know in Florida, there's typically rarely a shortage of water. There's going to be water somewhere, right? right? So mm-hmm. it, 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 I have not found that much luck, that much success here hunting it, but. You know, just go just a little bit north where I hunt in Alabama or, and and Kentucky. I've done it in Illinois too. If you if there's a shortage of water, um, and you've got a pond that's just got a little bit or a, a, go to a, a deep creek that's got a hole in it, like that, there that can be money for a long time yeah. until you get into the the rainy weather. But it it was on because I made one little. I'd probably gone three four hundred yards from the truck. Mm-hmm. Starting to make a, a curve, uh, a, a turn around the bend in the bay, and I look up, and at the very end of where the water sto- stops, I see a deer standing out in the middle of the bay, drinking water. And there's a bunch of little green grass, just just green growth Shoots. coming in that mud, mm-hmm. right, that where the water should be. And there's a doe out there feeding on that grass at like two o'clock in the afternoon. Ding ding! So I'm like, okay, we're we're on to something here. Good spot. And there's a, a big blowdown, big tree laid down right there. So I kind of got behind it, slipped my pack off, used my binoculars. I see it's a doe. And then I see a deer behind her mm. on the edge in the shade. And because, again, it's like 80 degrees, 2 o'clock in the afternoon. Yeah. And uh, zero focus in on, on it. And it, it was a, a stud eight point. And Come he's on. locked down with this doe. And they're probably 150 yards from me at, at this point. And, and when is there – their rutting season it's typically that that first week of november okay. I, I looked back over yeah. the deer i've killed and, and the best opportunities i've had there and generally from like november 5th to november 10th right. is when i have my best luck there yeah i've hunted up there a bunch yep. we, we hunted at Perry county and that's exactly what it was there you know I've big been, rolling hills and 
They they drill in on that water, buddy. They do, man. Oh, it's it was unreal. The, there were thousands of deer. Tra- I mean, the deer tracks coming out of this coming out of this timber going to the water was crazy. And I sat there and I had to sit behind this log and watch this this doe and buck. And they were literally Must right been killing you. It was because they were they were right where I was going to cut in and and climb a tree. Yeah, you just got to wait. So you just wait, and he was locked down with her. Like he wasn't going anywhere. Um, uh, he, I watched him lay down in the shade like three times as she would move. You and know, how far are they away now? About 150 yards, and you know we're bow hunting. So, and there's really no way I could make a move on him to try to stalk. So I, at this point, yeah. I'm just kind of waiting and yeah. watching, um, hoping that they happen to meander over there yeah. towards right, you right. or move off, and then move you can. Off. get And I set did. Up. I, I did try to creep up. I dropped my pack and tried to creep up a little bit in case they they made a turn and and, and followed the edge around. I could be in a better position, but um, he just kind of. Kind of stayed with her, you know. He wasn't going to let her leave his sight, and she was just out there enjoying. And I think she had come out there, you know. Sometimes those does don't like being harassed like that, yeah. And uh, so they'll go in a weird place just to to keep the buck from messing with them too much, yeah. And I think that's what she was doing. She she knew he didn't want to come out in the wide open, um, and she could be there without him just buzzing her the whole time. Mm-hmm. And I, it was cool because he would just lay down. And watching them stand up as she'd move, and he'd go and he'd lay down again in the rocks on, on the edge of the bank. It was pretty cool. I watched him for about 15 minutes, and then behind them, about another 75 yards, uh, all of a sudden another pretty solid buck comes just running across the bay, all the way across the bay. And I never looked at the deer, but they looked at him. They saw him. He ran all the way across, and I could see him when he got to the other side. I think somebody maybe bumped him. Like I, don't, I don't know. Or? I don't know because he got all the way to the other side, stopped. He drank it. I could tell that there was must have been a water hole over there because mm-hmm. I could tell it looked like he was drinking water. He came out of that, worked the edge, made about three scrapes, and then sprinted all the way back across the he bay. He wasn't spooked then. He wasn't spooked mm-hmm. at all, but it, it did enough to get that buck where the, the buck that was with the doe. He wanted to get closer to the doe. Yeah, he took her and pushed her back in the yeah. woods. He was yeah. like, get, let's get out of here. Mm-hmm. So um, I wound up camping out in that spot quite a, for most of the trip. Um, the next morning had one of the same two bucks come by me at 40 and just couldn't get a shot. Oh. Yeah. Um, and, and wound up seeing multiple shooter bucks chasing does. Um, was scouting a spot later in the hunt and uh, heard something look up the ridge. Here come two tails. And at first I'm thinking another hunter probably bumped him. But it wasn't. It was a, a, a hammer of a oh, deer no. chasing a doe. And they came 50 yards. And I'm just kind of standing there, you know, with my bow. Um, couldn't get a shot on them, and and that was kind of kind of the way it worked out the rest of the trip. I mean, I saw deer, saw bucks, pretty much every hunt. Sounds like an awesome. Just couldn't day. get them close, and yeah. yeah. But if you go to a place like that, which is public ground, another state, yep, and you have an experience or an encounter with multiple shooter bucks, you can't ask for more. I, I, no, yeah. you can't on public can't. ground. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, there there was a time where I used to get really – I'd get really mad because, you know, you put a lot into it. It's expensive. You got the time away from the family, all the prep time getting up to it, and you come back without a deer, you're like, man, did I waste my trip? But I'm – now, like you you said, I couldn't ask for anything better. Even the last morning um, that we were at LVL, um, went to a spot that I couldn't hunt most of the the time we were there. It's my favorite spot to hunt there, but the wind just wasn't right for it. And uh, it got right the the last afternoon and day, and I – Snuck in there and hung a stand. Didn't see anything that the um, afternoon I hunted it, but the, yeah, I did. I saw like one doe. Next morning, um, hop in there and get in there super early. There was a, like you were talking about that little rain front coming mm-hmm. in, and it was hot and humid on the way in, like still, but you could, 
on the radar, you could see that front coming. And mm-hmm. I got in the tree maybe 30 minutes before daylight and um, hadn't cut my light off maybe three minutes, and I've got deer under me. You know, it's so dark, I can't, oh, I can't tell what awesome. they are. I can yeah. just, just hear them moving so close I could hear them breathing. I'm like, okay, my spot's still good here. Yeah, you're still good. Yeah, I'm still good. Um, now, question for you because um, acorns. Any acorns oh, where man. you're at? You, you had to be careful walking or you'd slip on them. Those red oaks rain up there. Well, buddy. and this place is loaded with white oaks. Okay. I mean, these ridges, some of the ridges you can get on, we call it eye candy because every, you know, you come from these these thickets in the south, you want to get up there and, and you see these these huge, you know, ridges, ridge systems that are you can see for hundreds of yards and they're all white oak trees. Uh, acorns I, I, everywhere. Hold that thought because I want to come back to this whole yeah. acorn thing because – all acorns are not equal. They are not. Okay, no. and all acorn crops are not equal. No. Okay, and we'll talk about that and more right here on the Nimnik Buick GMC Outdoor Show presented by Duck Duck Rooter. So we got a big, uh, big weekend next weekend. Big, big event. We are going to be live at. The Callahan Hagen Ace Hardware Hagen Coastal Outfitters. It's the holiday kickoff event, and that's next Saturday. Okay, that's the 18th, and it's going to be starting at 6 a.m. We're going to be doing our broadcast, the outdoor show, from 7 to 10, and the event goes all the way through to noon. And uh, I just showed you guys this uh, Rapala knife, which they have thousands of them. For ceramic sale. knife. Yeah. It's a ceramic bladed knife. Bad to the bone there. Bad to the bone. Okay. Yeah, How cut, much do you it'll think? It'll cut you to the bone if you're well, not careful. And here, hand that, hand throw that over to Chris. Okay. No, do not throw it over. Well, it's got a, do it's not, got a protective cover. Do not okay? throw. Do not toss. No. I, I no. want you guys. Kirk, Kirk, and Rick have looked at it. Okay, yeah. Chris, I want you to look at it. You know, okay. What do you guys think that that would sell for? I'd say twenty, twenty-five bucks. Yeah, twenty, thirty dollars. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. You're you're gonna get those things for. Like super cheap, like single wow. digits. Oh, come on! That's at this cool, event, man. because they have they have a, a special deal on the knife, and then you have paper. the bucket sale that's going on in the morning. So everything you fill in your up a bucket, bucket is going to be discounted. Yeah. So, but here's the deal: I'm doing the paper test. Okay, do the paper test. I'm going to tell you now. Oh, I, I did it the other day. Yeah, like scary. Gosh, like scary sharp. Yeah, like yeah. no joke. Yeah, sharp. no yeah. joke sharp. Okay, so Yikes. this event that, uh, first of all, everybody that goes there and then goes by and, and makes a, a valid purchase through the register gets a pull tab, and then you're going to win. Everybody's a winner in some way, shape, or form, okay? You could uh, get a swag bag that uh, the bag itself is from Qualified Captain, and it's got cool <laughs> things in it like from Yukon Outfitters. They Also, you could win a big tumbler from Yukon Outfitters. I mean, mm, yeah. everybody's going to win something. Everybody's okay. a winner. Everybody. Well, my friend Ralph, he uh, he he entered. Did he enter? Okay. Yeah, my cousin awesome. Ralph. Yeah, Ralph. And then the beauty Ralph of Waltz. it. Go is Ralph. That when you are there, you're going to register. Okay. And the bucket sales 20% off. Yeah, that went right over my head. What yeah. did you say, Ralph? Ralph Waltz. Yeah. He oh, entered. Oh, oh, oh your, yeah, your <laughs> brother in law. My, my brother. Yeah, your brother. <laughs> my brother in law. I got yeah, that. Ralph. Yeah, uh, but, uh, my he, twin brother. Yeah. The uh, the twenty percent off bucket sale, so that's going to give you, you the, the knives are already discounted. Then you put it in a bucket; it's twenty percent off, and uh, so I mean you can save a ton of money on the knives itself. But okay, on top of that, there's oh. all kinds of grand prize giveaways. Okay, oh, bunch of guns, man. 
Have you seen the list? Oh, I mean, it's unreal. Okay. It's and like then, going to a Bass Pro Shops, kind of. Well, you, the. Uh, you walk in there and it's just wall to wall stuff. There's going to be guns. There's going to be stand up paddle boards. I mean, there's all kinds of stuff, folks. These things are given away free. On top of that, giving away a Old Town Big Water 132 kayak, mm. pedal drive kayak. Mm. It, it's mine. Okay. We're giving it away mm. next Saturday. Uh-oh. Somebody's walking out of there with that. Mm. Okay. And on top of that, we have, there's four different firearms that are being given away. There's stand up paddle boards. There's um, hardware things, Hagen coastal things. I mean, it's ridiculous. If you're not there, okay, you'll miss out. You're not going to win. Yeah. If you're there, there's a really good chance you're going to win something. So come on to Hagen Coastal Outfitters next Saturday in Callahan. That's a nice store, too. I mean, they did. Incredible job yeah, setting the store up. Kirk show me a picture of it now. That Joker is sweet, man. Oh, that store's Come huge. On. It looks like the front of a Bass Pro Shop, you know? I mean, uh, it's huge. Yeah. I mean, um, a lot of stuff to give away. All right. Um, uh, we'll talk more about the prizes and et cetera here in a little bit that are going to be given away next Saturday. But, folks, uh, mark it down. Put it on your calendar. The Hagen Ace Hardware Store, Hagen Coastal Outfitter Store in Callahan. It's the largest store in Florida. Yeah. They don't like to say that, okay, but I can say it because, yeah. all right, what, what are we going to do, fire me? No. <laughs> no. Okay, I don't work for Hagen, okay, I, but I'm their spokesman. They might fire me as a spokesman. Okay, but it is. It's the largest store in the state of Florida. Yeah. Of an Ace Hardware store. Yeah, nice. It's, it's awesome. It's super It's nice. like a Bass Pro, man. Yeah. It's awesome. Yeah. Man cool. heaven. Very cool. And, and ladies love it, too. I mean, okay, they got a garden shop. They got yeah. Hagen Coastal for Women stuff in there. Anyway, all right, let's, uh, let's return to the topic of uh, acorns because I ain't got a single one. Well, and here's why. I had a long conversation. You know, Mike Wren has been in the landscape agronomy business since I've known Mike. Mike is one of these people that knows a, a lot about plants. And so we're sitting around the campfire at, at, at our place in Fargo the other night, and I said, Mike, there's, there's no acorns anywhere out here. And mm-hmm. I said, when I talked to Jeff, and Kevin, they got the same problem up in mid-Georgia. And he goes, well, you know why, don't you? And I said, tell me. He goes, we had a hurricane go through here. He said it blew all the flowers off the trees. He that said, makes a ton of sense. He said it whipped these trees like there's no tomorrow. He said it knocked all the flowers off. If you don't have flowers, you don't yeah, have any fruit. Y- yeah, but that's not the only reason why. I think, no, well, I mean, where we are in, where you are, in could, South Georgia – from Live Oak all the way over. I mean, Kyle hunted in in uh, basically co- close to Madison this week. My son right. killed a real nice eight point, by the way. And um, they've got the same issue over there, all the way over towards the coast. And that makes a lot of sense. We 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 don't have. I mean, literally, like usually at a creek bottom, you see deer meandering about feeding. No mass crop. I mean, I, I we have none. None. The only trees that had acorns on our property were the white oaks, the chestnut oaks. That's the hmm. only only ones. Those big giant as big as quarters. Well, that's that's I mean, how many deer stands you got on them? It's three. Yeah. <laughs> oh, there's three on there. There's, there's a climber going in there pretty soon too. 
I mean, it's just everybody's like, oh, so, so you got five guys surrounding the tree. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> We're killing some stuff up there, that's for sure. But Boo Boo showed up in there, and I sent pictures to Tara oh, this week. Oh there's, there's Boo Boo right oh, there. Boo Boo the bear? Yeah. He's huge, man. He's got to weigh 350 pounds. I mean, he is gigantic. That doesn't surprise me. And it's like, oh, please go away. So, so in Kentucky, though, the acorns no, no loaded? shortage of them, no shortage. Most of what we see up there, like I was saying, are white oaks. They've got red oaks too, and even some spots where, um, where there's water oak trees. Um, you know, the smaller, just uh, we have those everywhere in Alabama. But typically up there, most of what you got is a white oak, red oak mix, and the white mm. oaks are dominant. And I mean, they were everywhere the campground is even just a ton of white oaks in that area that's a big acorn too buddy it's oh man it's you, massive i had to wear a hard hat on the campground because oh, they'll knock these you out. jokers were falling and hitting the roofs of these cabins see i'd be tempted they metal roofs yeah, yeah. oh dang <laughs> I, yeah. I would make a trip just up there with a couple pickle buckets to get a couple buckets full of those because the deer love those things man they were and they, they were just love everywhere but you know there's it, when it, there's so many it's almost a fine line Right, if you don't have a ton of acorns like 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 we're struggling with here, mm. and you can find those one or two trees that yeah. are dropping, it can be oh, lights yeah, out, it's, right? It's, game it's game over. on. Yeah. But when you've got a mass crop and they're just everywhere, you can't hone in on where the deer are feeding. I did yeah. um, I did walk some areas up there that had been burned in the spring, um, and you know typically deer and and turkeys they burn on some of the public ground there. Yeah, they do. Nice. They do a bunch of uh, timber cool. management. I, I say timber management, but they do. Um, a lot of burns and yeah. it, it throughout, you know, just rotating it through. And you can find, you know, in different apps and different websites, you can find the areas that they've burned. And um, and so I, I honed in on a few, and I went and checked one out middle of the day, one of the days, just to kind of see something new. Because, um, you know, a lot of times you get that new growth coming in there. Oh, and, buddy. And the deer and, and yeah. the turkeys, they, like they just forbs. love it. Yeah. yeah. And uh, so that, I was expecting some of that. And this place was, it was a bunch of younger white oaks. Mm -hmm. um, and they were, the acorns were stupid. I mean, the number of acorns in, in this, I, I probably walked, I don't know, kind of zigzag through maybe a hundred acre block, you know, for, for an hour or so. Wow. And um, the, the acorns were everywhere. I couldn't find a deer track to save my life. Couldn't find too much, mass too crop. much, and and yeah. because it had been burned, there wasn't enough thick. You know, Jeff talked about mm -hmm. cover, food, and water being the three things. Well, up there, um, that's one of the things I've noticed that some of those pretty, pretty woods that have a ton of food in them typically aren't where the deer are because there's not enough cover. There's mm -hmm. just it, it's woods for sure, but they're open. You could see for. 300 400 yards in some of these places so the deer yeah. want something a little bit thicker and i think that burn had just taken most of the cover away but you got into the places that i that i hunt you know close to the river and then um my honey hole my favorite spot there it's a, a really thick on the edges um of some of those ridges that i like to hunt and the deer key in on the acorns there you find a, a, yeah. a good oak tree right outside of a cedar thicket yeah. And, and you know, there's going to be three or four scrapes under it, deer droppings everywhere, and the deer are going to be coming to it. Yeah. It's funny, too. I noticed I've, I've hunted up in Illinois and out in the Midwest and, you know, South Dakota. You see a, a deer dropping over here on the coast <laughs> on a coastal deer. It looks like a goat dropping. Yeah. It's about as big as the tip of your finger, you know. Yeah. You get out there in Kentucky and out west. It's like a horse came through. It's like a horse came through. It's like, you got hogs up there? I remember the first Pretty time big. I saw, you know, 
deer turds in Kentucky, I remember I asked Larry Minier's cousin, I was like, Marion, y'all got hogs up here? And he starts laughing. Larry's laughing. He goes, pretty big, aren't they? I'm going, big? I said, that's ridiculous. Yeah. And he goes, yeah, these deer are bigger up here. And, and, and they are. I mean, body weight and body mass when you oh, get yeah. out west, South Dakota. The deer we saw in South Dakota, they're just in, in Illinois. They're just enormous. Yeah, for sure. I killed a three-and-a-half-year-old deer in Illinois um, maybe three years ago now, 2021, I think. And, um, yeah, it was like 230 pounds. It's oh, yeah. Huge. They're gigantic. Huge. Yeah. Larry killed a, a really nice buck uh, the, the year we went up, and he called me on the cell phone, you know, and it was right at dark, and, and, and we were right at the edge of the rut, and, and they were dogging does all over the place, and – he goes, man, I, 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 can't, I can't drag this thing. I need help. And so, okay. I said, where are you at? And he goes, I'm on the southwest corner of this canal. I said, I'll, I'll be there in 20 minutes. Let me get down. So I got out of the tree and I'm walking through the woods and I came up on the, the buck and I start laughing. I'm going, you're freaking, you're freaking kidding me, right? And he oh, goes, yeah. grab a horn. And so we both grab a horn. Grunt and groan. And we start pulling and we both fell down. Because, <laughs> you know, the leaves and everything yeah. was kind of wet and we're trying to go up this canal wall. And so he grabs the same it again problem and, last week. and fell down again. And I looked at him. I said, Larry, this daggum deer weighs 300 pounds. <laughs> I said, we are not dragging this deer out of here. And he, he goes, what are we going to do? And I said, you're going to have to go knock on doors. I said, I'll wait here with the, with, you know, because the coyotes are bad up there. Oh, yeah. And you can't leave a deer on the ground because they'll come get it. And oh, in, in a minute. And so he went over and knocked on a farmer's do door. And he said, yeah, I got a four-wheeler. And he goes, we need some help. We're from Florida. And he goes, no problem, son. I'll, I'll come help you. But it, you're right. They're, they're just big body animals. Yeah, they got I've, so much vittles, you know. I've gotten to the point where if I've got to drag the deer more than about 100 yards, I'm going to field dress him. Yeah. Like, yeah, and then drag Take him. some of that. And then yeah, I, yeah, yeah, lighten it up. That's yep. right. And then I bought um, – one of the the plastic deer sleds. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. great. How do you like that? Love it. Love Money. it. Yeah. Oh man, and you know I for, use for it. people that are wondering these plastic sleds. It's almost like a snow sled. It uh, there's there's a couple varieties. Yep. Okay, one of them is literally it's like a snow toboggan. Yep. It really okay. is with a big old long rope on it. Yeah. It's just hard plastic. But then there's another one that's like a sheet of plastic mm -hmm. that has a rope attached to it. Yep. Yeah. And what these things are, they have. Um, uh, bottoms to this material that make it very slippery. Slick, yeah. So it's it's way easier to pull an animal on top of these devices mm -hmm. as opposed to trying to just drag them on the forest floor or the grass or whatever. It makes it a ton easier. And, you know, I use e-bike, uh, an e-bike a lot of times, and I will hook that sled to the e-bike, and you can roll out of there. If you've got a de any kind of decent road, yeah. you know, a decent trail. You can, you can roll you pretty can, good. That's man, good. just pull it right behind it. Like I wish I had that there. one this past weekend. <laughs> yeah, you could have used it. Dude, I, 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 I killed this this buck. I'll tell you all the story in a little bit. But, I mean, trying to get him out of this creek bottom, and like you were talking about, Kirk, with the one you dealt with, trying to get him up a hill. And I, I brought this uh, strap, you know, around the shoulders where yep. you can, you know, pull it. Done your harness, too. hook it to your harness. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> couldn't go anywhere. Didn't really worked all that good. <laughs> um, ended up, um, I got my wife. She grabbed a horn. I grabbed a horn, and you know, grunted and groaned and got it up the hill. But I will tell you, once you get it to where you can, you need to load it. Two things that are maybe the greatest things ever. One is a bumper hitch mounted uh cargo winch. carrier yeah, yeah man i use i believe in that okay mm -hmm. which which you don't have to lift the deer into a truck yeah. mm -hmm. or into the back of an atv 
you just if you put that thing in the reese hitch and then you flip it down you know and it's designed to hold coolers and mm-hmm. other items okay and it's only uh, at that level it's like a foot off the ground now if you're going through some rough terrain that's you know that might not work, work for you but for e- even ground roads or whatever to get it now you don't have to lift it but the other thing i have is a one of those things is a pulley system um Block and tackle. Block and tackle. I have a block mm-hmm. and tackle mm-hmm. hoist that I attach because I've got a, a four-wheeler. Okay, when I say four-wheeler, golf cart, electric golf cart. And it's got a all-aluminum welded frame, what a welded frame to it. Thank you, Adam, from All Aluminum Concepts here in Jacksonville. And so you can hook that, that block and tackle to the top of it mm-hmm. with a rope and literally – and pull the, the head of the deer up into the back of the, of the golf cart – and then, then it's just picking up a leg and swinging it in. Swinging it yeah, in, it's yeah. awesome. Yeah, I use the same thing. I carry one of those little deer hoist block and tackle, the little gambrel system. Yeah, yep. And if you can get, um, if you can get the, the deer to a tree that's close to the truck, mm-hmm. we'll take the bottom of a stand, right? The the a climber stand, hang it head high, little overhead high. If it was Jeff's head, we'd never get it up there. Uh, <laughs> I'd never be able to reach it. Um, and then you could pull the deer up there, and then back the truck. Back up, truck right underneath truck it. Right up yeah. to it. We yeah. ha- we connect the the ta- the block and tackle the pulley to the yep. tree stand. Pull it right up. Back the truck up under it and go. But the hitch is the way to go. Oh, the that, hitch is the ticket. That's, that's yeah. yeah way that's way easier. Yeah. Two by six right. works real good too. A what? A two by six. Yeah, that helps. Yeah, you can slide it up that two by six if you got a long piece. Oh uh, yeah, like just, a ramp. Yeah, and just like use it like a ramp, just push it up. Well, the best thing is if you got, truck. you know, a couple 20-something-year-olds, you know. Hey, right. boys, Boy. fellas, get yep. that thing in the back of the truck. A little help there, here. Will you? I love yeah. all the different ideas and ingenuity that comes from doing All right, uh, let's take a break. We come back. We're going to do an LV Hires, Inc. Gear Tip of the Week right here on the Nimnik Buick GMC Outdoor Show presented by Duck Duck Rooter. Welcome back to the Nimnik Chevrolet Outdoor Show brought to you by Duck Duck Rooter. It's time now for the LV Hires Inc. Gear Tip of the Week. LV Hires supplies quality fuels and lubricants all across the Southeast, and they've been doing it a long time. So if you've got a job site or business and you need their services, go to LVHIERS.com to learn more. And Captain Kirk's got this one in his hunting pack, which is. Like the MacGyver pack of all. Well, you gave it to me, and the it pack. is. I mean, it's it's got a little, it's a little backpack with a single sling, mm-hmm. and I keep everything in it. I mean, you know, when you go to the woods, you got to have your neck gaiter, and I climb a tree. I wear a harness. I don't care if I'm in a ladder stand or I'm in a climber. I, yes. I just wear a harness, and I attach myself to the tree. And so you got all that in your pack. And this particular day, I was in the swamp on a climber. Mm-hmm. And one of the biggest things is you want to stay hydrated when you're out there. You know, when you're walking long distance, usually I'll walk anywhere from a quarter to a half a mile, sometimes farther to a spot to get away from people and noise and everything else. And you want to stay hydrated. And a lot of folks will just grab a water bottle right. at, at the house, at the cabin. They'll grab a water bottle out of the refrigerator or we keep piles of water bottles in the corner and you just grab one and throw it in your backpack. Mm-hmm. Well, when you get up in a tree and you're sitting there and it's, quiet and there's no wind and you open a water bottle in today's world i mean these little water bottles yeah some some of them are not good no they're just especially if you're buying the the name brands and you're not 
buying what you bought, Aquafina or, no, or mine are the same way. Look, yeah, I mean, a deer the can hear way. that from fifty yards I mean, away. It kind of sounds like leaves crunching, but it's not. It's, it's not. not, especially if you got one and you're trying to get the lid off and it's making a lot of crunchy noise. Now there, there are some bottles of water that the sturdy. bottle itself is sturdy and it it's is. okay. But you like know, here's Fiji. the other. You yeah. can do Fiji water, and that's okay. Totally. But then you're, but then the deer will laugh at you because you're all foo foo. Smart water is also Smart good. Smart water is a good one. But that's here's a good the, one. here's the thing, I I reuse the, the water bottles. Yeah. I, I don't just like use it and then throw it away. I, I just refill them. Yeah, you I mean know? we do that. We do buy, we buy gallons of spring water and just dump them in. Yeah. But but the other thing to do, okay, is to have. A metal container water bottle. Yeah, a thermos. Basically, you can you can if you go online, there's a bunch of different varieties you can buy. I like the small one. It's almost like a, a Coke bottle, and it is it, it, it's got a little bit of insulation in it. So if you yeah. put a, if you put tea in it or coffee, it will stay warm. Now the bottle will stay a little warm. So when you grab it, you got to be kind of careful if you put yeah. a hot beverage in it. But if you put cold water in it, which I do, I exclusively put water in mine. I mean, when you open that thing up, it doesn't make a sound. Another tip, okay, put it, put the bottle itself into a koozie. Yeah. Okay, so it helps insulate it, and then it also prevent prevents. Great if you, idea. If you ding the water bottle against something metal or whatever, it yep. doesn't make a loud noise. Doesn't make the ding noise. But and the one thing I learned this this past week, okay, if you're gonna put ice in one of those bottles, mm-hmm. okay, it's not a good idea. Because Sweats, when you're walking, rattles, it's going ding, yeah. ding, 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 ding. It sounds metal. like yeah. it sounds like Christmas, di- like you know, bells. jingle bells, like bells. Yeah. yeah, I don't do that. I just use a cold beverage out of the refrigerator. But the cool thing is, when you do open it, it doesn't make a sound. Well, see, I, I took my my Yeti hot shot cap, mm-hmm. okay, tall tumbler that I have, which usually I put coffee in mm-hmm. in the morning when I'm hunting. In the afternoon, I put sweet tea in it. Mm-hmm. And I put some mice in there. <laughs> I was, was walking a lot stand, of... and it was going. Ding, ding. <laughs> yeah, you were just dinging the whole noise? time. Sounds like a goat with a little cowbell yeah, on his did, neck. It didn't know? work. Yeah. And uh, so anyway, that's uh, the LV Hires Inc. Gear Tip of the Week. Okay, use the reusable water bottles, and they're not bottles. They're actually made of stainless steel for the most part. And there's a lot of them that are out there. Yukon Outfitters has a really nice one that's. About the size of this tumbler that mm-hmm. is going to be given away at the event next next weekend, uh, and they come in different colors. Uh, but even Yeti Yeti has some of those things that are really good. Yeah, you can get them in different colors. This one happens to be kind of. I got this at Walmart. And it was cheap. It was right. under twenty dollars, and you know you can paint them black, that's so a, it's not. It's a cute color you got there, Kirk. It's, yeah, Kirk's it was I, water yeah. bottle is pink. I actually thought my, my wife would use it, and then she wasn't going to use it, and I said, I'll take it. Yeah. You, it looks like you have two of them because you have a pink one and you have a stainless steel color. I use this yeah. flexible camo tape, and I'll tape up the whole bottle. That's a great idea, that, too. Right? That's so, smart. So yeah, it changes great the idea. color. Kind That's of a great idea, Rick. Sound. Yeah, yeah, I like what, that. What is, Rick, what is the um, – there's bow tape that's like – like what you said, it's got like a cloth. Felt. Felt. Like moleskin. Moleskin. Is that what it's called? Yeah, it's yeah, called moleskin. That, I've got kinda, a roll of it. You use that on like the shelf of where your air arrest. Yeah, 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 exactly. That's, I call it moleskin. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Putting moleskin around one of those would be another yeah, That'd be perfect. Idea. Yeah, and it'd be an easy way to grip it too because they get a little slippery. You can buy the, the little flex tape like I use. I, I think some people may call it vet wrap. It, it's almost like mm-hmm. the medical tape you would use on an animal. Right. Um, And you can get it in all kind of camouflage colors. 
super cheap from Amazon. You can get, you know, a pack, a row, pack of 20 of them for like $10. Yeah, I noticed I'll, the other I'll tape day. up all kind of stuff with it. Yeah. I saw these on, on uh, Amazon the other day and it was like $24 and it came in black, but it was rough. Mm-hmm. It had like a sandpaper texture to texture it. Texture to it. That's uh, okay. I thought, you know, that'd be good. Too. You can grip it. Yeah. All right. So the, the hunting stories from, from, from my bye weekend, the, uh, I have a, a one buck in particular that I have been targeting. And you guys, I showed you the pictures. Oh, yeah. You know, it's good deer. He was my guy. Yeah. That's uh, one I wanted. Okay. Best one that I had on camera. And it was it was wild in that there was a lot of pictures of him early season, you know, before hunting, you know, gun season, all that kind of started. And then all of a sudden, he kind of just disappeared for a while. I was like, all right, I don't know where he went. And then all of a sudden he started showing back up again, and he started showing back up again when the bye week was approaching. I'm like, ah, all righty. Stars are aligned. Yeah, Mm -hmm. but he wasn't showing up, and and it got a feeder. That's where he's getting pictures of him. I'm getting pictures of him at. And, uh, in fact, uh, one day that I hunted, he was there like 40 minutes before I I got in the stand. Oh, wow. And I didn't check the camera. Uh, I probably wouldn't have gone to that stand if I'd known he was there just for fear of messing it up. Right. So anyway, I, I decided to go hunt it, and I hunt that stand on, I can't remember, I think it was uh, Friday. So it's Friday. So Friday, I go to the stand, first, you know, before light, and I get up in the stand, I'm sitting there, and I had, like, a little buck go through, and then all of a sudden, I caught movement, and I said, that looked like a big old fat raccoon, you know? I'm like, gosh, that went through the bushes, and I'm like, oh, well, that's cool. Fat raccoon. I think it was, I'm, Kirk. Mr. Chubby. Those, there's some raccoons living at that feeder that are full-blown fatties. Yep. I mean, just, I mean, can't even fat Alberts. I'm they, talking They, they like free food, buddy. I they mean, they love free they corn. Yeah, free stuff, man. And so, mm-hmm. uh, so I didn't think nothing of it. And all of a sudden, I'm sitting there. And then all of a sudden, I caught movement from behind the feeder because right behind the feeder is like a wall of kind of gallberry type of bushes, yeah. you know, so I'm kind of hard to see. And all of a sudden, out pops a pig. And I'm like, what? That wasn't a pig. That's that hog. wasn't a, that's hogzilla. That wasn't a pig that I saw go through. That was a hog. Because I said to myself, I said to myself, I said that was kind of tan looking. That's the one you had in the picture. That's a big hog. And so the hog popped out, and once it got uh, on past and clear of the of the feeder, pow, dropped it. You know, I was like, all right, got got a hog. That's a big one. Yeah, that's, a, that's a good. It's, pig. It's a good sized pig, right? Yeah. So. Fired up, killed a pig. Anyway, climb down, go back to camp, get something to eat. And it's, you know, this weather's fantastic. It's it's cool. It's, you know, getting to be the, you know, it's the first week of November. Yeah, this yeah. was last weekend? Uh, Yeah. Yeah, it was beautiful. So, yeah. so I'm sitting there going, I, I midday sit, right, find a place and go. So yeah. I got I to gotta stand down in this creek bottom. And so after I finish eating, I grab my stuff and go right to the stand. And I, I climb in it. And I hadn't checked it out in a while. That's one of the reasons why I wanted to go check it out because I was thinking about hunting it maybe in the mornings at some point. Mm-hmm. You know, don't ever check a stand in the dark no, for agreed. safety. Totally mm-hmm. stupid. No, that's not a good idea. That's why one of the reasons why I was going in there midday yeah. was to check the stand, make sure it was okay because I hadn't checked it yet this year. And it's not a tall ladder. It's a short ladder. Mm-hmm. So I go in there and – and, and uh, one of the straps where the post that goes from the ladder part up to the tree. Bracer bar. The, the, yep. the strap is broken. But it's it's a – I took a section off the ladder, so you don't even really need it. Mm-hmm. You know? And so – and the rest of the thing, everything else looked good. Checked it all out. Everything's fine. I, so I climb up the, the ladder, you know, and I put my, my pack on the left side. I like my pack on the left side. 
and tie all that off. And then, uh, and now I've got my shooting stick because I use a shooting stick even on a ladder stand to get me a, a good rest. Mm-hmm. And so I, I got my shooting stick and I got that kind of in place. And I said, all right, I said, now I need to get my gun up. And so I turn and look to the right and get ready to grab my, my pull-up rope. And I catch movement. I turn and look and there's a shooter buck. And it's seventy yards away. Oh, wow. wow! And it's on, I, guns on the ground. The, the gun is on the on the pull up rope. Uh, uh, okay, that's got to <laughs> be a real slow pull. So I, no, I'm I'm like pulling real fast, you know. And, and all of a sudden, I make a little noise, and deer stops. I'm like, oh, don't no, don't don't ding and it I'm against freezing, the ladder. You know, yeah. and I'm like in an awkward position, freezing. And then the deer starts walking again. I I get this thing up real quick, you know. And, and on the right of the stand, I've got these two trees that have a lot of foliage, and they're intentionally there to give me cover, because I typically will hunt it on a on a northerly wind, and if it's the that would be an easterly wind, mm. so I, I don't hunt it on an east wind, and so or I like to hunt it on a westerly wind. So that those trees that provide cover, uh, I don't really plan on shooting over there, right. which mm-hmm. was. Stupid of me not to trim those trees. Yeah. Because I get the gun up, and I got literally the rope still tied to the stock, you know, and ease one in. And now I'm, like, waiting for this deer, this buck, shooter, clearly, to step out into my window. And he's going towards this window, and he gets behind these trees. And I was like, oh, my God, he is going to walk right out in front of me. And he gets behind the stuff, and I'm waiting and 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 nothing. I'm like... He must have bedded down because there's a bunch of deadfall yeah. right there, you know? So so I ease the gun down, you know, and ease into my pack and grab the grunt tube, you know, you know, look in, nothing. Glassing with the binoculars, can't see nothing. So then I break out the rattle pack. You know, I got my little rattle pack, just put the yep. horns together, yep. you know, and I'm looking, you know, trying to do it real minimal movement, yeah. you know, and nothing. I'm like, he's got to be bedded over there. Well, the deer must have walked completely straight away from me. It's amazing how they can disappear. just disappear. Yeah, I'm like, I can't believe it. So I sat, I sat there for another, you know, I was sat there for two and a half hours or whatever. Saw Spike, you know, and like, gosh, dog, man, I can't believe it. And this is mid, closer to midday. This is right? like yeah. 12, 12 yeah. o'clock. Yeah, you know, and he was a full blown shooter. Okay, mm-hmm. I didn't look at him long enough to see if that was my target buck or not, but I mean, shooter. So I said, all right. So I hunt somewhere else in the afternoon, Saturday morning, and I'm in the stand, same exact stand. And I said, you know, I'm going to go right back in there. That's all that shooter, right? Maybe that's my target buck. I don't know. I'm sitting there in the stand, and it's about, and it's daylight, you know, the uh, seven o'clock ish, you know, it's before the time change. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, I catch movement, and it's about 75 yards away and closing, coming from the left, not the right this time. And I throw the binox up, and I said, shooter. Throw the box up again one more time just to confirm, and yeah. I went, target buck. Oh, you knew it. Yeah. And I said, I think that's him. Don't look at the horns anymore. <laughs> yeah, just just look at the body <laughs> and sure. get it in the crosshairs. <laughs> and so I, I ease the gun up, and it makes a noise, and he stops. I'm like, don't, no, no. And then he starts walking again. I said, Phew. And I get it on my shooting stick, and all of a sudden I hit the safety off. He hears it. It's pretty calm. He mm-hmm. stops. I'm like, oh, no. And then he just started walking again, and he walked right into my window, and I just, meh. 
And he just slowly came, no stop, and it was perfect broadside. Uh, Boom. Nice. And put it right where it needed to be. He And I literally watched him run 50 yards, and he piled up. That's a good feeling. I mean, hell, that's heck a good yeah. Feeling, dude. Yeah, that's a good feeling. And I stayed on the stand. I was texting Kirk, you know, and I got my target buck. And nice. I texted Kevin and Kirk, you know, and Chris and Tara. And, and uh and I'm like, why have you sent pictures yet? You know, this was after a while. I'm like, yeah. I'm waiting on a dough now. You know, yeah. I'm you know, going to make a meat party out of this. You know, but uh, but yeah, he was super nice deer. And super nice deer, really good. Deer. Yeah, really nice deer. I mean, look, when it's not very often that you have a deer and he's he's your target and you get one. Yeah, one of your targets. You know, it's just, and I guess I that was his living room, his bedroom, and that's the. That's the, was the only the second time that I went in there. And the crazy thing is that if you drew a straight line from or, or where he was trying to run to, okay, and where he was walking from and going to, it was going into the same exact spot where he went the day before. Mm-hmm. He's so that must too, have been man. his bed yeah. right back in that hole. That's, a, that's a wide deer too. But really nice wide deer. You know, he was mature, um, definitely mature. I don't know how old he is. You know, we get we get some bucks that are two hundred and some odd pounds, and and then some of them that are one seventy, but they look the same proportion wise. Yeah. You know, so I don't know if if it's just you know you have two different strains. I, I don't know, but a really nice deer was happy to get them, and and then I ended up getting a couple does and the next day, and so uh, good deer. I'm looking forward to some maple maple cheddar venison sausage yeah. and some ground venison yeah. because we're like we're almost out yeah from last year yeah so. i'm in the same boat yeah i got to start putting some in but you you know one of the things about that story you saw him the afternoon before at like midday i'm pretty sure it was him. middle of the rut like you can't overlook that that midday window when most people want to go to the, go back to the to the camp and get oh, yeah. lunch there's something about that 10 o'clock to 2 o'clock time frame I've killed more big deer sitting in the tree and people are going, are you coming in for lunch? And I'm like, I'm comfortable and I'm just going to sit till I get uncomfortable. Yeah. The biologists say that when they're breeding in breeding season, a lot of times that's the window when they're dropping one doe to go find another. Yep. And that's why a lot of them are shot in that midday window. All right, we're going to take a break. We're going to come back and we've got a redfish story that includes a drone. Here on the Nimnik Buick GMC Outdoor Show, presented by Duck Duck Rooter. Hey, look! Uh, if if you need a gun for hunting season, okay, all right, go see Victor and the boys at Wild West Guns and Golds over Wild West Guns and Gold on Lane Avenue. And they got a great selection, great service. Okay, you buy a gun and a scope, they mount it and foresight it for you for free. It, it's fantastic. Again, Wild West Guns and Gold on Lane Avenue. All right, let's go to the phone lines. We're going to bring up my son, Dylan. Okay, him and I went fishing yesterday. Captain Kirk uh, imparted a little bit of knowledge on us. The sheep's head bite's been pretty good. It's been strong, real strong. Okay, so, so Dylan and I, good morning, Dylan. Hey, good morning, Dad. Good morning, everyone. Good morning, so, Dylan. So, so we decide that... Um, we, we were going to go try and hit a spot, I guess you could say off of Hector, and try to catch some sheep's head. Mm-hmm. We got some fiddlers at Browns Creek Fish Camp. And, and a lot spot. of people on the water yesterday now. Yeah, Jeremy, uh, I, I, we went, I went to a wedding last night. Uh, congratulations to Steve and Cindy Mullen. They married off their daughter, Carly. 
and uh, went to the wedding yesterday. Beautiful ceremony. Anyway, I was sitting there and having dinner with Jeremy Alvarez, Captain Jeremy Alvarez, and he fished yesterday, and he said, basically he said it was just a zoo. I guess Veterans Day and just a ton of people off. Yeah. He said it was a lot of people on the water yesterday. Beautiful day for it. I mean, beautiful day. Yeah. Oh, I mean, it was beautiful. And we had uh, Dylan, Dylan ended up cleaning one sheep's head and two black drum. I, I caught the sheep's head. Dylan caught the two black drum. We had a lot of brim size sheep's head. Yeah, what, little, do you, what do you call them? Bucks. You, you call, call them bucks? Little bucks. bucks. Yeah, little bucks. <laughs> but uh, but Dylan, Dylan had fished. Dylan, you fished, what was that, last week? Yes, yes, sir. Last week, early in the week, uh, south of the Palm Valley Bridge, and the spot is pertinent to the story, not to give up any intel, but yeah, uh, south south of the Palm Valley Bridge, taking the uh, taking the fly rod on the kayak, a little something out of the, out of the ordinary, or you know, uh, low creeping low tide, ankle deep water redfish with their with their entire backs out of the water, looking for shrimp. Nice. So cool to see that. First time I'd ever done it and had three or four shots at a at a fish going going north and south along the bank and finally that third third and lucky cast, man, six inches in front of his face with a little top water gurgler and just a little bit of noise from a short pop and he crushed it. So that's awesome. and super cool. And he took a, a you know, we've got multiple kayaks in the family and he took Taylor's, which is the Hobie Lynx, which is really lightweight. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And um, and he was, Dylan, you were fishing with a, a, a spin cast rod for a little while, but you also had the fly rod, right? Yes, yes. So the, the first half of the day was with a spin rod, but then finished it off with uh, with the fly rod. So, and that Lynx, that was just real quick, the Lynx, despite, it only weighs 45 pounds, and, you know, I'm, a, I'm 6'5", 240, and I had a boat wake hit me in the middle of fighting the redfish on the fly rod and had no problem staying upright, standing up on it during the whole fight. Super which is, which is crazy. That's pretty yeah. crazy. Super crazy. Super yeah. That's unbelievable. 45-pound yeah. board, kayak, whatever you want to call it, okay, and, and no problem with stability. In fact, we that's the one that a lot of times we will, uh, Dylan will take to the down to the beach and launch you know, to, try to get, try to catch tarpon. Yeah, and because mm-hmm. it's just oh, it's geez. it's easy. Yeah, you know, and so if you're looking for a lightweight kayak, I mean that Hobie Lynx is is money. But while he's while you're catching these fish, there's a uh, annoying buzzing sound, buzzing insect, right? That's like yes. kind of around you. Yes, yes, sir. And so I look up, and it's a uh, it's a drone. It's one of those you know four prop drones with a camera, and uh, he starts following me around. And you know, at first I'm ticked off, but I am my father's son, so I'm not afraid of a camera. So I start waving and doing some casting. And uh, I originally, I flashed my phone number to the drone uh, and asked him to send me the videos. You know, he's nodding the drone, yes and no. Uh, But anyway, he keeps following me, keeps following me. And he gets footage of everything from the cast to the eat to the fight and to the landing of a really nice redfish on the fly rod. That's cool. awesome. Super cool. That is so cool. Super cool. Yeah. Super cool. cool experience. So anyway, I look up at him finally after landing the fish and I'm already late for dinner at this point. And so I go, where are you? You know, I look around, I'm thinking it's someone, you know, maybe from their house or wherever. And I'm, I'm a good way South of the, of the Palm Valley bridge. And this drone just takes off straight to the bridge. So here I go and come back and, 
if you guys, whoever launches from the Palm Valley Bridge, ask for uh, for Mr. Dave. He was sitting right there flying his drone. He flies it recreationally, and he was super stoked to have gotten the footage um, and is looking to looking to do some more outdoor outdoor activity filming. So yeah, ask we for, uh, uh, ask for Mr. Dave. We shared we shared the the drone footage on the Outdoor very Show cool. Facebook page and Instagram page, and it's very cool and. The uh, it, it's low light. I mean, which makes the the video just fantastic. Yeah, it's a cool looking video. It's amazing the footage those drones could get, man. The the quality of footage and the angle, man. It just get, tells a different story. Now, did it get? I haven't seen the footage yet, Dylan. Did it get the? Uh, did it? Did he get the bite? The actual the fish actually hitting the lure on uh, on video. So he got the he got the the fight itself and then the landing, but the bite I think he missed. Well, the, granted, I gotta own up. I of course I tangled myself for about forty seconds before actually getting the uh, the fly to the fish that was up at the mouth of the creek. So he stopped recording for a second for good reason. Um, but uh, but other than that, the footage is it's it's super cool. It's super cool. That's awesome. And man. the crazy the crazy thing is is how far away I was. Yeah. I mean, I was probably a half a mile away, and he's got rock steady control of the thing. That's crazy. No problem. That's so no problem. Good. Yeah, he's he a said, regular flyer. Oh yeah. Well, yeah. Oh, you, yeah. You, you can tell he, he, he knows what he's doing, but you can also, I mean, he and he didn't he say Dylan that he's still kind of learning how to, you know, to do a lot of that stuff. Yeah. So he's he's in the process to fly around, you know, crowds and in public spaces like on a beach. You need a commercial pilot's license for one of those. So he's getting that, but I mean. As far as I could tell, he doesn't need it. You know, it's more of a formality at this point. Yeah, the, the video, though, to, to folks, if you have, to go to our Facebook page, Instagram page, and check it out because uh, with the sun setting to the west, the sun is literally reflecting off of the water. And uh, if that that video doesn't make you want to go and get a kayak from Hagen Coastal and go fishing, I don't know what would. That's pretty cool. Looks pretty shallow up in there, too. It was. It was. I was actually the, the first fish. I was actually uh, my prop the, or the rudder on the back of the kayak, which only goes on the links. It only goes in about a foot, maybe a foot and a half. Right. That was really the only thing keeping me stable was that that was stuck in mud. So it was uh, it was it was ankle deep water where I was. Mm, wow. Awesome. Cool. Very cool. There's nothing like a top water bite either. So no, I mean, that's no, 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 that's no. one of my favorite things about fishing. So to do it on the kayak, to do it with a fly rod. That's pretty fun stuff. And on video, that's uh that's pretty that's, cool. Yeah, that's a good experience. Yeah, right late there, for dinner. Yeah, yeah, but you know what? You know, in our house <laughs> yeah. late for dinner for that? Yeah. That's yeah, okay. That's okay. You get a pass. That's right. <laughs> yeah. All so, right, Dylan. All right, thanks for letting me call in, guys. It's good talking to y'all. Have a have a good rest of the show. Have a great day, Dylan. See you, buddy. All right. Yeah, the uh, yesterday. So we're we're fishing yesterday, and we're trying to catch these sheep's head. And and I'm in the big water 132 that's going to be given away next Saturday. And Dylan, he is in his kayak, which he he got the the one that uh, the El Chipo when we came in second a couple years ago. It's the Minkota powered Old Town yeah. kayak. That's what he fishes out of. Right. And I'm I'm, I'm here to tell you now, folks. I mean, that kayak with the with the GPS enabled trolling motor. That's pretty sporty. It's like luxury. Mm-hmm. So la- yesterday we're trying to catch sheep's head, and he puts the spot lock on, and he's just sitting there fishing the same spot. Okay, and and I'm in the big water 132, which is beautiful kayak. 
but it's it doesn't have that GPS enabled trolling motor to that it keeps you on a spot. Yeah. Right. You know, so you've got to kind of sometimes got to swing around and come back to it. And, yeah, pedal around a little bit. Manu- yeah. And he's not doing that. No. He's just locked in. Do you keep an anchor, going- like, like an anchor on a rope with you and use that at all? If if it were shallower, I could. Right. You know, because I've got an anchor stake. Okay. Um, that I could do that. Yeah. But, I mean, where we're fishing at, it's uh, kind of tricky because of the current. And then mm-hmm. also there's a lot of rock, you know, because that's why we're trying to catch those sheep's head. But yeah, you, where we were at, you couldn't couldn't use an anchor stake, a little bit too deep mm-hmm. once you get off of the rocks. You right. Know? So yeah, that bottom in there's hard too. Hard, yeah. There's a lot of rock on the bottom. In What's there. the weight difference on like uh, his his kayak with the the trolling motor versus the links that you were talking about, like forty five pounds? Right, so like forty five pounds blew my mind. Like that's nothing. Which is crazy. Yeah. And that and that's that's the 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 hull only. Okay, the Hobie links is like forty. I think it's forty seven. Okay. Still, that means so that's no no pedal drive, no seat. Which that those I think the pedal drive weighs like seventeen pounds. Mm-hmm. Okay, and then the seat weighs nothing because it's an right. aluminum. And then of course the rudder and all that weighs nothing. But the board itself is like forty seven. The uh, Big Water one thirty two is probably in the ninety range. Okay, okay, and so now it's like half the weight, half literally like wow. a little bit more than half. And then the Mincota powered old town mm. is you're talking 110 so it's another 20 10 15 20 pounds somewhere in that range ballpark how big is the battery that's 12 volt it's a 12 okay yeah, it's 12 volt and here's the thing i mean mm. nowadays if if he had a lithium right yeah battery what are those weigh yeah a third of the yeah yeah, yeah. but he doesn't have the lithium he's got the full-blown mm. lead cell battery right now and until that one dies, I mean, you know, he's just going to have to live with that one. Right. But, I mean, it's – I mean, the great thing about that is, is you, like yesterday we're fishing, I've got the little backpack cooler in the back of mine with lunch and waters. He's got a full-size cooler in the back of his kayak with mm. a 20-pound bag of ice because, yeah. you know, he wanted to keep some fish to cook for him and his buddies. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and here's the thing. The full-size cooler in the back of his kayak fits with – a five-gallon bucket because he has his tackle bag and a five-gallon bucket and his landing net, okay, and his little backpack thing. He's got all that fits in the back of his kayak. No problem. That's awesome. It's crazy. That's awesome. How much room those things have. They've come a long way. Oh, they have. Well, and that, that kayak he's on is so wide, too. It, it actually makes for a pretty good platform. Oh, it's, it's fantastic. And, here, and here's the crazy thing, folks. Okay, next Saturday at Hagen Coastal Outfitters, Hagen Ace Hardware in Callahan. Okay, big event. Holiday kickoff event next Saturday morning. We're going to be giving away that old, uh, the Old Town Big Water 132, the PDL, pedal drive, my kayak. You're going to get that. Also, they're giving away, again, giving away a CK1 kayak. It's a uh, uh, in dark green they're giving away a Hobie Revolution 13 kayak in seagrass color. Dang, giving man. that away. Good God. Giving away a rocker, okay, stand-up paddleboard. The value on that's $1,200. they are giving away a Michael Dosley Designs 10-foot-6 stand-up paddleboard. That's $1,300 value. The Hobie is valued 
at thirty four hundred. The mm. Crescent is valued at a thousand. The Old Town Mine, the Big Water one thirty two, is valued at about thirty three hundred. All of those are going to be given away next Saturday Jeez, on to top of the four firearms. Okay, yeah, you got a Weatherby uh, Element Bottomlands twelve gauge. You got a Brownie X Bolt three hundred eight. I mean, a Taurus twenty two long rifle pistol, a Winchester SXP Longbeard or Turkey Gun, 24-inch barrel. I mean, come on, man. How about a scope? You want a scope? They're giving away a Hawk Vantage 3x9x50. How about a Hawk Vantage 8x42 binocular? All of these items, they're giving away next Saturday. You better be there. Be there. Rick, you going to be there? Man, I'm probably not. I'm just going to be honest. I'm probably not. (laughs) Well, that's Uh, good. That means somebody else has a better chance to to win. All right, let's take a break here on the Nimnik Buick GMC Outdoor Show presented by Duck Duck Rooter. If you'd like to join in, 904-641-1010. Welcome back to the Nimnik Chevrolet Outdoor Show. All right, the a uh, lot of hunting talk so far this morning. Let's talk a little bit of fishing because uh, the, the bite the last few days has been really good. It's been hot. Really and good. And the funny thing is, it's all over the spectrum. It's just insane. Inshore, offshore, there's been uh, inshore. There's been a bunch of small rat reds. Oh, the rat reds are piled up on the oyster bars from all the way south of uh, St. Augustine, all the way north of towards Georgia. I mean, every little oyster bar that I hit last week before I went out of town it had six or seven rat reds on it. Then you go to the next one, there'd be six or seven rat reds mm-hmm. on that. I took uh, Glenn Smith and Tim Soul up into a creek, and we were laughing because I bet we caught 50 reds. Wow. 50. Wow. I mean, it was like every time I turned around, I sat there with a the bucket in front of me, and I said, y'all just catch them, sling them over here, I'll unhook them, and I'll put another shrimp on there for you, and y'all can just keep catching them. And they were, it was just like, it, it, it would hit the water, and I'd look at them, and they go, oh, 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 and there he is. I mean, nothing huge, but 16 to 17-inch reds, as many as you wanted. Now, now I got a report. Tom Lucas was fishing the river yesterday, and uh, first of all, the the catch of the day, he had a croaker that was like 21 inches long. Wow. I didn't know they'd get that. Wow. How about that? Did he get a picture of that? Yeah. That's a stud. I mean, just a full-blown fatty. That's a big one, man. And then he had that's um, a Virginia croaker there. Yeah, he had he had some redfish, and he said a few of them were oversized, and he got a couple of them broke them off. I mean, he he had a he had a great day in the river yesterday, and uh, so he said, um, "Here's what he had: he had six reds, five of them were overslot, and then uh, one was the 21 inches. The uh, he said he had a huge school of fish. He said he got broke off twice. He said he thinks that the school was eating mullet." He said because there was a bunch of mullet in there too. Now let me show you the picture of this croaker. Okay, look at the size of that thing. God, that's a big one, man. Almost looks like a redfish. I mean, it looks like yeah. a red, doesn't it? Well, you can tell how tall it is. That's not a red. I mean, just a that's a croaker. Big a croaker. Big, big, big ass croaker. croaker. Wow. So, um, and then uh, reports of people catching kingfish. Yeah, Kevin. At, Kevin at sent us a picture this week, and it, and it, it, you know, it's no big deal throwing it out right now because today's going to be the last day. Yeah, this blow's going to start tomorrow. And nobody's getting out there. But uh, his neighbor Joe went over on the beach, and, and like Kev, Kevin and I have been talking about it, and Jeff, you were just discussing it during the break. There's pogies all over the beach. 
It's it's stupid. I know Steve called me the other day and said, Kirk, you can walk on the pogies down oh, yeah. in the jam. Pelicans so, dive and everything. Yeah, so we went down there. I dropped the net twice and loaded up one of the live well pogies, and then we went over and got on the, the bull reds. But his neighbor Joe went over and caught pogies and then went out to Nine Mile and caught kingfish. Like it's summertime. Isn't that crazy? You know? Uh, when does crazy. the kingfish bite usually slow down? Typically, this time of year, you won't find a kingfish near the beach. They'll be out like at the Elton Bottom, you know, around the 120 line, 130 line, you know, yeah. where they're in deeper water. You don't find them up there in 60 feet of water. That's just, that's not normal. No, and then um, uh, Ricky Propor had, had a, a epic day on the Wahoo, Wahoo yesterday. Holy smoke. Had, I, I heard reports, now I might be over-exaggerating, but I heard reports of – uh, 15, 16, 17 fish. I talked to Chris Stevens. Yeah, that's crazy. Chris, I don't know if you're listening. He's probably deer hunting. But I talked to Chris yesterday on the telephone because I'd heard reports, and I'm like, I got to substantiate that, you know, before I talk about it on the air. And he goes, it was nuts. Crazy. He said it was just, you know, they were wearing them out. They and actually called in another boat and said, hey, y'all want to catch these. Y'all need to cruise on in. And the other boat came in there, and they blistered them too. Man. And uh, Blackfin Tuna, where? Uh, at the Elton Bottom. So Carney just sent me a picture. I guess he went out yesterday with a friend of his, and um, they took a Pathfinder 25 offshore yesterday to the Elton Bottom, which tells you how flat the ocean which, was. Which uh, Elton Bottom, how far offshore? Well, you and I went out there with Steve last right. year. That's you know that's an hour and a half run. So yeah. I mean, ballpark miles, uh, fifty miles, fifty miles. So, you're so going, they're, they're you running know, a, a Pathfinder Bay boat. 50, 50 miles, miles offshore yesterday. It was smooth. Glass. Flat as a pancake, yeah. you know. Um, good reports of uh, trigger fish from Captain Chad went out and took a crew out the other day on a on an eight-hour trip. And, uh, you know, I don't know where they went to the 120, 130 line. Maybe they went deeper. But they wore out the B-liners and the triggers and just had an epic day of fishing. What is wrong with that? Muttons. Mm. But uh, being a just deficient, even at the rocks, you know, Jeremy said yesterday, and Steve Mullen and and some of the other guys, you know, I was up in the woods and they were texting me pictures and they were in there just wearing the sheep head out, you mm. know, big fat ones, big sows, mixed in with the little bucks. Yeah, we we got the little buck spot, you know. <laughs> so and I, I you couldn't know, the, make the pedal out to the rocks. Yeah, it's hard, on, you know, especially when you got that much boat traffic. How far would it have been pedal for me yesterday from where I was at going out to Mayport? That's a four or five mile. That'd been a pretty good pedal. Yeah. I've done it. I've done it before going that far, but you don't want to do it because if you get the tide in the wrong yeah, phase, if you got the tide helping you, especially like, up there without like going tide. Yeah, I've caught people out there and I, and I had to help them. You know, I've caught people out there and the tide was going out and they couldn't I, make it back in. And I they don't go, think I would be comfortable taking a kayak to the Mayport jetties. No, I, I, I've seen it. Really? Oh yeah. I've seen it many times, and I'm just going. You guys. Well, after seeing how wow. stable this this kayak is, the one Dylan was yeah. fishing in the the, the links is yeah. that what you call Hobie it? Links. You didn't tell me he was even standing up in it. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That, when, he, when he's saying that it was stable, the boat wake, he was standing up when the yeah, boat. Yeah, I saw that on by. the video. That yeah. that blew my mind. I was going to ask if it was big enough to stand up in. Apparently so. It's well, just wide enough. That's why. <laughs> Let me say this. Dylan can stand up on that. <laughs> you're not you're not standing up on him. I'm not standing up on anything. <laughs> I tell you what, you get the turkey uh, legs out there, you're going over the side. Okay. You know, you start doing the jiggle jiggle. All right, the old too many hits to the head thing in my uh, lifetime yeah. doesn't stand up so well anymore. Okay. Yeah. Um, center center of gravity is a big deal, let me tell you. When you're tall like we are, 
you got to crouch. I yeah, surfed that's for as 30 much, years. You got to have change. as much confidence in yourself to do that as you do the boat. Yeah, that's yeah. that's tough. Yeah, I'm not I'm not doing that stand up thing. And yeah. I, I will for a second just to stretch the legs on a on a lake. Mm-hmm. Okay, smooth for a water. minute or two, and then you're going right back just down to again. just to stretch and get you know the the back straightened up for a minute. Yeah, get the but, crunchy uh, out. Yeah, after that, okay, I'm good. Yeah, I'm with you. Okay, I've done that. I don't need to do any more. Yeah, uh, I've already got the membership in the Upside Down Club. Okay, <laughs> yeah, that's I no fun. Don't need to. Uh, that's uncomfortable. That's yeah. just all there is to it. Don't it's need to do that again. Don't don't want to do that again. No come chance. Up, come on, spitting water and you lose all your gear and. Mm. But I mean, right day. now the fishing and this weather is gonna, it's gonna shut a lot of it down. It will affect it. It definitely will affect it. I think it'll it'll enhance it and make it better. We're just going to have to, like this last one that went through, it blew for, I don't know, five or six, seven days, and then it backed off for five days of just some of the most beautiful weather. I mean, no wind, you know, bluebird skies. I don't know. Did you guys see that launch the other night? Which one? Oh, they, they did another one of the- um, Starlink? Uh, n- uh, what? Is the, not the X. What do you call that thing? Chris, help me here. Um, SpaceX. SpaceX, thank you. SpaceX launched one, and it was phenomenal. I mean, it was phenomenal. It was probably. What was this? I want to say, uh, I think it was Thursday night. Yeah, it was this week, Wednesday or Thursday night. Okay. It was at 828. Gosh, I didn't even know. I got a text. I got my little warning on there. I was like, oh, yeah, 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 it's going up. So I went outside, and it was some of the prettiest weather for it. I mean, no wind. You know, 60 degrees, so you got perfect launch weather. And when they launched, the contrail on this thing, you could see it forever. And then when it did the separation of the two boosters, Mm -hmm. you saw the Mm -hmm. boosters loop back around, fire the retros on them to go back to the ground, and you could see it clear as day. Oh, that's awesome. And it was Hmm. like, that is so cool, Hmm. you know, to think that they're they're taking those boosters back to Cape Canaveral. Reuse them. And reuse them, and they come upright, and they do the Buck Rogers thing, and they go straight down and land like Star Wars or whatever. <laughs> Think about that. That's pretty incredible. It is pretty it's cool. Incredible. And reuse them, and they've done yeah. that multiple times. Yeah. Pretty pretty incredible. So with the weather going on, the fishing's been phenomenal. Um, you know, this just change in weather is going to affect it a lot. Water temperatures in still in the seventies. Yeah, but it, November. it felt pretty chilly yesterday. Now. It's the guys were telling me it was seventy degrees all the way out to the break. Okay, I mean, which you know, I'm not surprised. I think everything's a little delayed. I think, I think this weather's going to be good. Maybe for us, I hope it for, for the deer hunting because I, I don't know. We don't see a ton of deer rut activity where we're at right now. Mm-hmm. Not a lot. Mm-hmm. It's kind of been going in spurts. And right. I, I would attribute maybe to the heat. I think this week could be. Could, could be, be could, could be game on. Yeah, it could be game on. By the way, okay, I know we've already done an LV Hires Inc. Gear Tip of the Week, and this is going to be our gear tip for next week. But just going to give a little bit of a preview on this because it's on sale right now. Okay, so last year, uh, do you you guys long johns, cold weather oh, gear, oh, right? Yeah. Okay, sure. yeah. I'm a layer guy. Oh, yeah. me too. Okay. If it gets cold, you better. Yeah. Are you going to freeze? Okay, what what. Uh, not to get personal here, okay. Uh, I know what you're going to ask. I use Under Armour. What kind of long 
Johns do you guys like to wear? I wear Under Armour. You like the Under Armour? Yeah, I, I use an Under Armour type brand. Um, well, my, I use the Bass Pro Shops brand. Uh, they're, I think they call it XPS or something. Okay. But it's yeah. made just like the Under Armour stuff. Yeah. Yeah. yeah a little. And, and I've got some of the Under Armour stuff too. I have um, another brand. Um, what is it called? It's silver. It's the silver medallion. 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 Stuff. Yeah, yeah. And, and I don't even too. think they even make that anymore. They don't. It's great stuff, though. It's awesome. I've got some and, of and it, I, and I've liked it. And um, but when it gets a little bit cold, you know, I've got I can layer up. You know, I've got some long johns that have some more uh, thicker material. Mm-hmm. So anyway, so last year I'm a big fan of the uh, Duluth Trading Company yeah. underwear. Absolutely. The buck naked underwear. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> they have kind of personal. I'm, well, I mean, look, go it's, it's got the pocket and everything. It's it's comfy. Oh, okay. Pocket. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Got no pocket. But they have a pocket, that's for sure. They have this uh it's called a base layer stuff and it's called Buck Naked. If you so if you search and go to Duluth Trading Company and you search, it's a buck naked base layer or search Buck naked, long underwear. Right. Okay. And I sent you guys the link. Yeah, yeah. And sorry. we're going to have it next week. But, folks, you can do the same thing. All you got to do is go to Google and, and get that. But it literally, the reason I say that and, and bringing it up today, it's and I'm just going to give you the exact name. I just pulled it up right now from Duluth Trading Company. It's men's or women's buck naked, two words, buck naked, performance base layer, crew shirt. And then on that page – they also have a link for the pants part of it. Hmm. This is the most comfortable, warm, long johns that I have ever ever worn. Okay. Now, yeah. it's not meant for extreme cold. cold right. right. But if it's extreme cold, you would wear this and then also Something maybe another layer of long john. But for our kind of cold weather, yeah. Yeah. this is awesome. And right now it's on sale. Okay. So regularly the, the top regularly is like 40 bucks. It's on sale now for twenty nine twenty nine bucks. Okay. Yeah, that, that's reasonable. At Duluth Trading Company, for, yeah, for for, for, for goods, base mm. layers, yeah. And uh, this is a, a kind of fabric that doesn't smell. It's uh, odor wicking. Yes, yeah. it uh, wicks the moisture off of you. It's got what I love those the little thumb holes. I love that man. Yeah, yeah. the little thumb holes. Something so simple. And it, explain that to people. What is a thumb hole on a shirt, and what is it for? Yeah, I use them a lot like gloves. I mean, you know, but but right there at the the opening for the wrist where your hand comes out, there's just a little hole. The to put cuff your thumb. is um, what we call it. Yeah, that. right at the cuff. The Thank cuff. You. Thank you, Chris. Uh, yeah, the thumb hole. Yeah, thumb hole, and where it really comes in handy. Have you ever been trying to layer up and you put you got a long sleeve shirt on? Now you're putting your hoodie on or something over top of it, but your sleeve rolls Roll all the way up. up. And now yeah, you got to your in there. Yeah, you got to right. put your hand up pop in there and pull it out. Pop that thumb in; it stays down the whole time. And yeah, yeah. I even use it a lot when it's too warm um, to hunt with gloves. Right? My, I mm. hate for my hands to be sweaty. Yeah. I wear a lot of like the the really light, almost like fishing shirt hoodies. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and a couple of the brands I have have the thumb holes in them, and you yep. know, exactly the fishing shirt. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, I, I and I love the the holes as well because it helps you put on and layer. Yeah, and so I, I was actually looking at this uh, this post, you know, or the the web page from Duluth Trading Company yesterday, and I was just going down and reading the reviews, and I, because I I love it. I was like, man, I said, is everybody else loving it too? And and for the most part, 
everybody loves it. But one of the persons was complaining about the thumb holes. <laughs> what? I'm like, why don't you complain about that? Yeah. That's actually, a, like he said, that's a plus when you go to put other clothes yeah. on. Hey, there. haters got to hate, man. Yeah. I mean, haters really? Just Somebody's hate. always going to be that guy. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, some people you just can't please. But anyway, so check it out, folks. Uh, it'll be our your tip probably next week. But right now it's on sale, and I just wanted to throw it out there because, I mean, this is the best. Yeah, I'm going to check that out. Base layer thing that, uh, that that I've ever seen. You've been? Have you been to the Duluth store here? No, I have not. Where's I have that? not. It's uh, up by Sportsman's up, Warehouse. Yeah, um, up by the airport, right? Yeah, up by the oh, airport. Really? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I didn't know there was one really? of the cool store. Either. Yeah, big, man. big, big store. Yeah, I'll be careful when you out. go in there. Oh, oh, yeah. you go from the basket to the cart. Uh huh. Real quick. Oh boy. Real All quick. right. Yeah. yeah. Well, maybe it's probably a good thing that I didn't know about. <laughs> mm. I, but I'm a big fan of the that material, that uh, their underwear material, and then this long underwear material, and then they make shirts out of that same material. It's the best uh, first layer that you can wear for, in my opinion, any hunting activity. Let me check it out. Yeah, it's awesome. All right, let's take a break. We come back. We're going to do a Ring Power Cat Tip of the Week right here on the Nimnik Chevrolet Outdoor Show brought to you by Duck Duck Rooter. <laughs> oh, the conversations that we have off the air. Welcome back to the Nimnik Chevrolet Outdoor Show. It's time now for the Ring Power Cat Tip of the Week. Ring Power and a cat rental store always has the youngest fleet in the industry and the most dependable fleet in the industry for everything you can imagine. From portable lights to bulldozers, backhoes, skid steers, you name it, they've got it. All you got to do is go to ringpower.com to learn more. This week's Ring Power Cat Tip of the Week. Next Saturday, we will be live at the Hagen Ace Hardware in Callahan. And there literally is thousands of dollars in giveaways. Okay, not possibilities. Okay, thousands of dollars of items that will be given away, including swag bags. You got a 20% off sale. My Old Town Big Water PDL 132 PDL is going to be given away. Mm. And the list is extremely long. Captain Kirk was uh, was looking at it the other day. I'm and, looking at uh, it now. Earlier today. It's stupid. And uh, what's your brother's name? Joe Walsh? Ra- R- Ralph. Yeah, Ralph. <laughs> Ralph. Ralph is, Ralph. Uh, <laughs> you know, Ralph's going to be there. And, uh, oh, Ralph had a question. Though. He wanted to know, does he have to be present to win? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Do you have to be present? Yeah. Yes. Ed? Yeah, you can't accept it for him. Edzo. Yeah. You have to be present. Fine. Sir. Yes. So you, you have to be there. Okay. Get there at six AM. Okay. Our broadcast is gonna start at seven. Okay. And everybody that goes to the uh, checkout line, okay, because it's a twenty percent off bucket sale. Anything in the bucket is twenty percent off. And when you go to the register, they're gonna get a pull off tab and that pull off tab will tell you what you've won. Yeah. Everybody's gonna win something. Could be a swag bag, could be a 40-ounce limited edition tumbler from Yukon Outfitters. Yeah. It could be something else, which I'm not allowed to say, okay, which I will not say. Would, Come I'm on, just say telling it. you. Say it. Everybody's going to win. Say it. Nope. Say not going to do it. And then while you're there, you say can it. put your name in a bucket for the uh, my kayak, or if you don't win that one, you could win a Crescent kayak, and that one was valued at 1000 Or how about a Hobie valued at 3400 That's the Hobie Revolution 13. Or you could win a couple different stand-up paddle boards from iRocker and uh, Michael Dolce Designs. 
Also, uh, you could win one of one, two, three, four, five, six firearms. Okay? Shotguns, rifles, pistols, binoculars, scopes. Okay? And, okay, I didn't even talk about this stuff. How about a Yukon Outfitters cooler? Okay, they got four of them. They've got a Ego electric blower, yeah. Yeti hard cooler that is on wheels, rod and reels from Shimano, knives, sunglasses from Smith, Bench all maids. kinds of knives, from Bench all maids. kinds of fishing poles. I mean, seriously. They're giving this stuff away, folks. In RSVP, so they at least have an, an idea of the number of people so we we can plan for food and parking. That really helps out a lot. And if you can't RSVP, just be there. Yeah, absolutely. And I would recommend getting there early. Yeah. Right, well, just, just a little suggestion. That's your Ring Power Cat Tip of the Week. That's going to be a cool event. Hey, hey, Jeff. Yeah, yeah. What's uh, is your name? Uh, Bob. Bob Wayne. Yeah. Bob uh, Bruce. Wayne. It's Bruce. <laughs> yeah. Bruce. Bruce Wayne. But I'm just Batman. Yeah. Just something real quick. Yeah. Would you tell us? What I want? Tell, tell us. What? us. Tell us what? Tell us what the what the special surprise is. I'll tell you. Come on. I'll, tell, I'll tell, tell you me the secret in your ear. No, tell me the secret. Say it. No, I can't. Say no, it. Not on the air. Yeah. Can't do it on the air. I've been sworn to secrecy. Do it on the break. Sworn to secrecy. And I will tell you that the bucket sale that they have. I, I am going to buy, I don't know, probably 10 of these Rapala knives. Yeah, I might these have ceramic to leave, leave, leave I'm some cash you. with you to pick me up. Something. I can do that. That that knife ain't no joke. Yeah. This wow. is uh This is like one of the highlights for me of the bucket items that will go into the bucket. How many? Here's a question. How many Rapala ceramic knives can you fit in one bucket? A lot. Oof. A lot. Exactly. Okay, and they're discounted. And you get twenty percent off with the bucket. Yeah, but there's got to be there's got to be a limit. I also saw they're giving away a yellowwood Chris deck. <laughs> there is no limit. There's got to be a limit for no, you. There is no limit because you can't put three hundred and forty-seven Rapala ceramic knives into your bucket. Um, no, you yes, can't. I can. No, you can't. I don't. I, know. Could you're you going to get three hundred in a bucket. Listen, listen. You might be a big tough guy, but I'm telling you, there are going to be enough people there. They'll take you out. Great thing about this knife too is it uh, it's got a sheath. It uh, does, and it's it, the perfect boat knife. It, it is totally the perfect boat knife, and I, I believe this is the perfect skin of knife. It, really good. You throw that in your pack, not have to worry about it with that plastic sheath on it. You ain't got to worry about it. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I heard they're giving away Yellowwood, a fifteen hundred dollar deck. They are. What? What? They are. Yep. Yeah. Now that's something you don't see very often. No. Agreed. A giveaway. $1,500 deck giveaway by Yellowwood. How about that? How oh, cool is that? Look, I, I've already got uh, uh, I've already gotten a couple texts here. So Rick wants me to get him some knives. Brother James can't be there. He wants some knives. No, you got to be there, <laughs> Brother James. You got to be there. Um, they also have, if you like corn, deer corn. I like corn. Okay. You can get 40 bags for 400 bucks. Okay, and right now, if you, I don't know if you guys have seen the price of corn in some of those places. $18 a bag. Um, wow. Uh, $18. I bought wow. corn the other day, and we stopped, and it was like, what? <laughs> that's for, I didn't want two bags. I just wanted I one. And they I go, know. no, no, that's just for that's one bag. crazy. I, I was know. like, that's for one bag? I'm like, oh, my gosh. It's, uh, it's crazy expensive. Um, Chris, have you tried to call the lucky winners of the Yukon premium seating yet? I did, and I went to voicemail. Okay. So, all right. So, um, uh, should we, let's go ahead and make the announcement. 
Okay. Okay, so there was a, online, people had to go to HaganCoastLoudFitters.com to register, mm-hmm. and they could be eligible for this premium seating area from Hook Clothing, okay, at the Hagen event Saturday, okay? You got to have these nice chairs right there in front, your own little private area, and they got they got swag. VIP. They got swag. swag. They got, like, VIP treatment, okay? It's called the, uh, the Hook Zone Seating, okay? Right. Hook is H-U-K. Okay. Hook, not H-O-O-K. It looks like Hook, but it's, it's not Hook. It's actually it's pronounced Hook. Hook, I thought so. Okay, so the Hook Zone Premium Seating. And Chris, can we get a drum roll, please, and you can announce the winner. Uh, yeah, I could either find one or make or just a really tap the, stupid one tap with the desk. my mouth. Yeah. That's pretty stupid. I know. I and so. the winner of the Hook Zone seating, premium seating with some swag Ta-da! for next Saturday at the Hagen event, okay, which there's a name for this event. I want to make sure that I get this completely correct. So get I'm going right. back, okay. It's the holiday, it's the Hagen Coastal Outfitters holiday kickoff. Okay, this next Saturday. And the winners of the Hook premium seating and swag are? What are? Who? 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 Oh, you want me to do Ooh. it? And it has, or, uh, oh. <laughs> yeah, six people, right? Six seating for six? Yeah. Yeah, seating for six. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> okay, and the winner is Chris? Craig Strickland. Woo-hoo! Craig on, Strickland. Cl- would you clap or something, guys? Come on. <sighs> okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. Wow. Wow. That's That's pretty cool. Yeah. Congratulations, Craig Strickland. Good pickup. Pretty cool stuff. Pretty cool stuff. All right. So uh, we'll see everybody uh, next Saturday at that amazing event. And Ralph Waltz will be there. Yeah, old Ralph. Joe Bob Lagerman. Joe Bob. (laughs) Jimmy Bob. Yep. (laughs) And Bruce Wayne will also be there. Bruce Wayne. Freddie Favor. (laughs) Oh, here, by the way. There There we go. go. Wow. And uh, way to go! Oh no! I think I think the Richie's, game? Richie's on, brother, world, <laughs> you're killing us, man. Hey, uh, Chris, did you know that Richie's Richie's eligible? Is he? Yeah, he's eligible. Wow, go Richie! Yeah, Richie's going to be there. He's our engineer. He's going to make sure that uh, we're plugged in and everybody the wrong can hear us. Theme song here, Chris. Oh, that's the wrong one. That's the dating game, man. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I like that though. That sounds well, good. Well, so listen. It, I mean, if there's a dispute on on some of the winning, you know, and some of the names that are called, well, then. <laughs> what you is know where. This is another. We're going to go to the people's court. We're going to take it to Judge. Oh. Judge Wapner. Judge Wapner. I almost said Judge Judy, but I didn't. I knew that was the Wapner. Right. <laughs> uh, Did you guys Rain ever watch Man. that show for real? Oh, come on. Oh, Are yeah, you kidding all me? the time. Oh, Did time. you really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was with, great. With, watch that stuff. Yeah, with it, the host, Doug Llewellyn. Yeah, you bet. It was funny going way back when it was early done. I mean, he was, he'd put the WAP on him, that's for sure. He did. And now we're going to take time to speak to the defendant. Now, Lonnie, do you feel like you, the judgment was accurate? Well, no, I don't. <laughs> so bad. <laughs> because he, he busted my fence and, and now I got to pay to get it replaced. That ain't fair. You sound like my cousins <laughs> from Alabama. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> he done busted my fence. <laughs> Yeah, that's too funny. That was a good oh, show. Man. 
all I remember how typically it got better because of the movie Rain Man with uh, what was it Dustin Hoffman and, and Judge Wapner. Tom Cruise, Judge Wapner, Wapner, uh, Wapner, Wapner, four thirty, four thirty, Judge Wapner. Hey, by the way, uh, I haven't mentioned this yet, and I, I wanted to. Uh, yesterday was Veterans Day. Amen. Yeah. And yes. Well, actually, today yeah. is Veterans. We day. celebrated today, it yesterday. Yeah, today we had we today. had a federal holiday yesterday. Today yep. is actually Veterans Day. Correct. So happy Veterans Day yep. to all of our veterans and for those that uh, that continue to serve. Uh, we greatly appreciate the sacrifices that you have made. Yep. And pretty cool picture on our post, the Welcome to the Nimnick Family of Dealerships Outdoor Show presented by Duck Duck Rooter. That post, there's a picture that Tara, my beautiful wife, took with, uh, with John who is a 97-year-old World War II veteran. Oh, that's awesome. That has never missed a Jaguars home game. Wow. Come on. How about that? That's Duval right there. And, and she got a picture with him this past, uh, this past home game. And how cool is that? That's, a, Indeed. that's awesome. 97-year-old so veteran, served in World War II, mm. and he's never missed a Jaguars game. How that's cool fantastic. is that? That's awesome. That's awesome. Yep. Some hey, game so all cool. and all gave some. Uh, so uh, just real quick background uh, for those who don't know. Um, this day was officially commemorated on uh, November 11th, uh, 1918. That's That was the origin of it. Yep. Because that was when there was a, a temporary cessation of uh, hostile activities in World War One. That's where That's where it started. And huh. so it came to be known as Armistice Day because it happened on the 11th hour of the 11th day of the 11th month. That is very That's cool. Awesome. Yeah, and and then after and so that was you know they Armistice Day was set up for what they called the Great War back then and then when World War II hit um and then Korea hit right after that then uh the government decided to uh, change it from Armistice Day to Veterans Day. Very cool. I see I love like history, history yeah. and and the knowledge and all of that stuff and yeah i think that that's you know because there's some there's some people that have no clue on history no and i think history should be a part of our education 100% more education so than it is every sure. year yeah. 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 oh yeah from from pre-k all the way or k all the way through 12 mm-hmm. mm mm-hmm. There should be a history class every year. You got to know where you yeah. came from to know where you're going. That's Absolutely. right. Agreed. If you forget Agreed. your roots, yeah. you're yeah. going to have a problem. You know, and I think a lot of the folks that, a lot of folks now have forgotten that. Yeah. And they don't realize just, that. Yeah. There's just so much value in it because you don't just, it's not just about the numbers and the dates and things like that, but you can find out so much about people. Yeah. And, and so many stories. And, you know, you can find out, you know, the character that went into, you know, our country, for example, you know, just the sacrifice that was made just to make this country a reality. Yeah. It gives you a whole new appreciation of this country, you know, where it stands right now. Yeah. The, uh, this week, just to give you a, a quick little history thing, my daughter is in history, in a history class, and she had a test this week coming up. So she was studying and, and uh, started talking about the Olive Branch petition. Mm. Yeah, and I was like, "Gosh!" I said, I, "I remember that, but I give give me a refresher again." And so she told me what it was, and Dylan told me what it was, and I, I like completely forgot about it. And it was essentially it was 
adopted by Congress on July 5th, 1775, which was sent to the king as a last attempt to prevent formal war from being declared with our country in England. Wow. Yeah. And, uh, and I mean, hence olive branch. Okay. That's why you, you always say you extend an olive branch, yeah. right? I yeah, mean, think about that. That was, uh, and so to hear that anyway, history is cool. All right, so let's take a break, and if you'd like to dial in, I know somebody tried to call in, but we were too busy talking there, 904-641-1010. And then we also need to do a Kirby Co-Builders cooking tip of the week because um, what holiday is right around the corner? Thanksgiving. Um, uh, um, Thanksgiving, uh, um, Christmas. Hot on the heels, baby. Uh, what is the best possible dish for the holidays? Um, oh, nothing better than a fresh-baked mm, turkey, turkey, buddy. Um, There's no doubt. Turkey. Now, I'm a little bit of a conundrum. Okay, I need some help from you guys mm-hmm. because the masses want fried mm-hmm. and I want to do a smoked. Yeah. Do both. That's where we We'll end. have that conversation and more <laughs> right after this, right here on the Nimnik Family of Dealerships Outdoor Show presented by Duck Duck Rooter. Welcome back to the Nimnik Chevrolet Outdoor Show brought to you by Duck Duck Rooter. And we have some open phone lines, 904-641-1010. Let's, uh, let's jump right in before we get to a Kirby Co. cooking tip of the week. Let's talk to Sandy this morning. Good morning, Sandy. Hey, good morning, guys. How morning. you doing? Good. Doing great. Looking, looking forward to that show next week. Yeah, buddy. Hey, did you, did you um, what about that um, deer my um, now our cousin killed up in um, Kentucky? Yeah, that's that thing a big. Hell, heck of a deer. Uh, in fact, I haven't showed it to the with the guys yet, but I will. I mean, beautiful deer. We we lost her mom um, this year to um, cancer. Then she went up there, and her mom hunted that deer last year and missed her. And he she went up there this year. They got some property up there, but oh, uh, it was a gift to God to see her get that. And that's a big old thing. I counted the points on it. It's like. 178 and a half inches. That's a lord. That's, God, that's a monster. That's a beast. But do you um, get that last picture, Jeff, that I sent? With yeah. um, my will called a um, little bass down here, and we're ho- down off of Hogan and Springfield. Huh. Yeah, I, I got it. I just, I actually just saw it. Yeah. I mean, he's caught about a half a dozen in this little retention pond that runs all the way through Springfield. You know, you wouldn't think there'd be anything in there, but he's pulled one out, almost three pounds. I finally went back to the truck. <laughs> yeah, that's a good That's a good fish. That's a good-looking fish. Yeah, ain't nothing wrong with that. That's fun stuff yeah. right there. Isn't that funny? You know, right down here, right downtown, too. You know, I often wonder when I, when I ride around town and I see these little holes, and my son used to ride around and fish a lot of these little ponds all over the place, and he go, Dad, that one right there over there by the town center. He said, it's loaded with them. Now, you can't fish it anymore, but he said, it's loaded. We used to go in there and I'm going, what pond? And he, and he showed it to me one day. We went out to eat. It, it, mm-hmm. Is and it I, the one with the boat in it? Uh, I don't know if there's a boat in it now. I haven't been over there in a while and no, looked at it. No, an airplane. Airplane. Uh, no, I don't know. One with an airplane. Right what, the, what the hell are you talking about? I don't know. Um, Northside Town Center. No, this one. this one's over at the town center over by us yeah no, 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 no. yeah that's the river river city town yeah. center up there by the airport yeah i'm thinking about the have one you, over here have you seen have you seen any of the work that the city's been doing on mccoy's creek kurt no 
you really ought to go see it. Will got me to go down there. They're redoing that whole thing. It's going to be a green space. Oh, my God. It looks like it runs from way back close to Luna Street all the way to downtown. I mean, they're cleaning so much of that stuff up behind tracks there. That's good. The it needed it. It was, it was It was bad. The old Technical High School. They took King Street out right there at Technical High School. Um, they put a bridge across of it. But it really looks nice down there. A bunch of little cul-de-sacs where you can go down there, a little park. You know, it's really beautiful. You ought to take a look at it. Yeah, we'll have to check it out. Yeah. All right. Thank you, Sandy. Thank you, Sandy. Appreciate Appreciate it. Have a great weekend. And uh, let's go now talk to Gene this morning here on the Nimnik Chevrolet Outdoor Show presented by DuckDuckRoot. Good morning, Gene. Morning, fellas. How y'all doing? Doing good. good. Love the show. Um, So as a busy working father, my fishing windows are limited. And uh, Understand. Yep. Yep, yep. So I was just curious. We were uh, going to go out of Kamachi tomorrow and fish around St. Augustine, but I'm wondering, is it even worth fooling with, or should I just fire up the grill? And, I think and you might have to fire up the grill. Gene, I mean, if I was you, brother, I'd I'd fire up the grill. I'd make some uh, some toddies for the morning, like Bloody Marys, and uh, and work on cleaning up your fishing gear. Yeah, this front's yeah. coming through. And it's it's going to get nasty. It's going to get pretty funkadelic. Is it? Is yeah. it just the wind and it's going to be rough? Is it wind? The I mean, if yeah. it, if well, what what are you considering? Like going into the intercoastal waterway or something like that? Yeah, we'll probably like I said, we're going to go out of Kamachi and we were just going to fish around the 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 rocks. Maybe you know, go up, you know, uh, in the in the intercoastal and fish some creek mouth and junk. You know. Uh, well, I mean, if if you if you if you're just looking at the, the forecast right now. I mean, there's always places you can go to get out of the wind, of, of the wind but you you got to be strategic. Yeah, I mean, you, you're talking a northeast wind yes, uh, tomorrow, a high of 70 tomorrow. And if the wind blows like they say it's going to blow, Which it's going to feel like it's going it's going to feel like it's 60. Well, they're gonna, and, it, and it's supposed to blow northeast, right? Okay. So, okay, so if you're going to go and you're just got your heart set on going, where are some places that you can go? Okay? Well, St. John's River, okay, if you launched downtown and you wanted to fish the river, which there's shrimp in the river, yeah. you can catch some shrimp in the river and go dock fishing. If you were to launch there at River City and then just go around the corner, you could be tucked in out of the wind on that on that uh, east bank of the river Yeah, with the northeast wind. But here's, here's a small craft advisory, which starts in effect from 1 o'clock today till Wednesday night. Tomorrow, north winds 20 to 25 knots. Mm-hmm. Jeez. That's knots. Yeah. That's that's twenty to thirty mile well, an hour and winds. That's ocean now. I mean, cause so inland it it is. may not be that bad. I mean, there's there's other places that you could near the coast. It's going to be blowing. Make it though. happen. I mean, if you were, for example, like Palm Valley, yep. you launched to Palm Valley. You get in a ditch. You could get down in the ditch and and fish that yeah. uh, uh, just a little bit south and and on the east side. I mean, there's places that you can find to get out of the wind. But you I'm could. just here to tell you, you're not going to be very comfortable no matter where you're at. Yeah, it's just not, it's, you know, if you're going to take the kids fishing, it's just not going to be great, you know. Pond fishing yeah. tomorrow? Yeah. That'd be a good thing yeah. to do. Yeah. Well, you know, like you said, with with the wind like that, it's, I don't know, it's just not worth it going. No. no. Bloody Marys and fire up the smoker and get ready for football. Yeah. <laughs> Watch the uh, tags break the Niners' heart. There we go. That sounds 
Yeah, there you go. All right, fellas, I appreciate your time. All right, brother. Thank you, Gene. Thank you. All right, let's uh, let's do a Kirby Co. Builders cooking tip of the week, and then this one is coming from Captain Kirk. Okay? This is from my wife, uh, Miss Kirby Kate. Co. Builders, industry leader and proven provider of framing, drywall, interior and exterior finishing on both commercial and residential product projects. Go to KirbyCoBuilders.com to learn more. Uh, the great turkey debate. Okay, first and foremost, let's have the debate before we get to this specific recipe. You got baked, Best smoked, way to have it. baked, smoked, or fried. I, I like a baked, but I do love a smoked. Um, we've, we've never smoked one at our house. We always bake it because we use Miss Kate's recipe, which we have up here. So I'm, I'm going to vote for baked. You're going to vote for baked? All yeah. right, Rick? I'm going smoked all day. Smoked all yep. day. All day. Yeah. Chris? I'm disqualified because I have never had... Smoked or fried? Really? Oh, I've never had it. Kidding? What are you, what are you doing for Thanksgiving, bro? You can come with me, man. You uh, might get both. Ten four. I like it. I like it. Okay, Rick is now my favorite guest. I'm doing both. I, I have to do both because the the family wants fried. Mm. I want to do a smoked, and so I'm doing a smoked. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna do I'm gonna do we're gonna do a a comparison. Okay, apples to apples. We're gonna use the, I'm gonna use the same exact injectable marinade, Tony Satchery's Creole butter. I'm gonna do one in a turkey that's gonna get deep fried in peanut oil, and I'm gonna do another one injected that's gonna go on the Traeger mm. with some kind of cherry wood or apple oh. wood or oh, something yeah. sweet because Killing that me. always works the best Killing with me. turkey. Now y'all staying here at the beach? You're going back up to the camp? Oh, we're gonna be in Georgia. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> Yeah, good for you. Yeah. We're going to have an apples-to-apples comparison and see which one is best. So, But this week's Kirby Co. Builders Cooking Tip of the Week Yeah, we like from to, your wife. Yep, my wife. She found this recipe online, and we've done this every year for probably 10 years now. And this basically, a, it's a great recipe. Well, look at, look at the ingredients. Turkey, butter, sage, which, eh, on the sage. Maple syrup, oh, yeah. Bacon, hell yeah. Yeah, what could go wrong? <laughs> I mean, it's and it's kind of a cool recipe because when she first got it, I was like, well, this is interesting. So I, we like to buy a butter ball, but we buy a, a fresh one so that it's not frozen. And what you do is when you prepare it, you mix butter and fresh sage together in a bowl. So you don't melt the butter, but you make it soft. So you just put it out on the counter and get it soft. Take a whole stick and mix fresh sage with it. And you take the skin of the turkey and you take your hand and you gently peel the skin from the breast. Mm -hmm. And you rub the butter and the sage on the skin, the, the actual skin of the, the flesh of the turkey. In between the skin. In between the, the skin and the, and the breast. And you rub it all up in there and then you pull it back over. And then what you do is you take the whole turkey and you cover it with strips of bacon. That is pure genius. It yes. is. And yes. it protects the skin and it actually adds, imparts a little bit of flavor to it. And you put it in the oven. You put aluminum foil over the bacon so that it doesn't burn the bacon for the first few hours of cooking. And then as you get uh, the last 15 or 30 minutes, you uncover it. Meanwhile, what you're doing is you're taking the drippings from the bacon and the turkey, and you're taking maple syrup, and you take a, a ladle, and you ladle some of that juice out after it's been cooking for a while. Mm -hmm. And you mix it with that maple syrup, and you baste it the whole time mm. for oh, hours. Wow. Mm. Yeah. And son, when it comes out, 
it's like it's game on. And then what you do is you take the drippings that are left and you thicken it with a roux, which is basically butter and flour. And you talk about gravy and you chop up the, you know, the liver, whatever's left in there. Dude, that, gizzard, dude, that gravy's, that gravy's yeah. got a high level of fat. Yes, it does. Some, I'm here to tell you. But, it, you know, one, once a year, yeah. we do this once a year, and it is it is fantastic. <laughs> That'd even be a good recipe to smoke one with. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Do the whole, Absolutely. the same kind of thing with the bacon and everything. Yeah. It is fantastic. That, that actually. If you've never intriguing. done one like this, you owe it to yourself to try it one time. It is fantastic now are y'all skin guys y'all y'all like the skin off the turkey i do all the cooking and i am bad i mean i try not to do this very often my wife gets all over me she's like you know you shouldn't eat that but it's like the cracklings oh man you know what i'm talking about oh, you yeah. take that little ceramic knife oh yeah and you're hitting those edges right up there by the breast mm-hmm. where there's a little bit of fat mixed in with the, the skin and then the, the the meat and i'm over there picking and i'm like oh see yeah. I, I i'm a huge fan of fried chicken Mm-hmm. Oh, I love yeah. it too. I'm with you. Oh, it's okay, good, good fried chicken. Good oh, fried chicken, and I'll sit there and I, I'll eat just the skin. Me too. I love it day long. Oh, yeah. I love it. I love, yeah. I, I, my favorite part of Thanksgiving is when I'm carving the turkey and I'm in the kitchen and nobody's around and nobody's watching. Yeah, yeah. you're over there. You're There's a whole lot of skin that. never makes mm. it to the table. Yeah, but. boy, you're chowing on <laughs> some of that, buddy. Right, right, so right back there where the tailbone is. We, we <laughs> had a lot of people chime in over the years about the old cooking the turkey thing, and they mm. recommended the air fryer. And like, oh yeah, it's just as good as deep fried. I did it, and I'm just here to tell you, it's, it's not, not as, as good. good as deep fried. No, deep fry is a totally okay. different method. And But I, I haven't compared a smoked one yet to a deep fry, which we will do this year. We'll do the old taste test comparison. But the old air fryer, nah. Just the air I'm, fryer is good for some things. We we certainly love ours. But but when it comes to, to really trying to fry something, man, that oil. You're talking about something large, like a 6 to 10-pound bird. Right. That's different. Air fry, not many air fryers you can put a bird that big into right. period. I've got a big one at the house and we use it a lot. You couldn't put a bird in ours. Nah, and you got to remember now when you just heads up for people if you're going to fry a turkey, okay? Do it outside. 12 pounds or less. Yeah. Don't do the big one. Don't yeah. do it in your garage. Do it outside. Do it outside. outside. Wear shoes, pants. Wear shoes. Don't wear flip flops. Okay. Wear pants. Yes. Lock the wind. You don't want to, uh, want to yeah. get third-degree burns. Yeah. Read the instructions uh, and yes. even go online on YouTube and look at a video yeah. because you can seriously hurt yourself you and other people. You can also watch the videos on how not to do it. Those That's are right. there, too. That's those right. are there. Those are, those are the ones you need to watch because you can catch some stuff yeah, on fire. Buddy. In All right, uh, let's take a break. We come back. We'll do a weather tides. We'll talk to Noel, David, Lawson, Lester, if we can get everybody in right here on the Nimnik Family of Dealerships Outdoor Show presented by Duck Duck Rooter. Welcome back to the Nimnik Chevrolet Outdoor Show brought to you by Duck Duck Rooter. Got uh, one last segment to go here. Got to do a weather and a tides real quick. And then we're going to get to the phone lines, get as many as we can. Let's start with a tides report brought to you to best, by the best sub shop in Jacksonville. That's Angie Subs right there at the corner of Beach and Penman. Doesn't get any better than that. No. Fresh bakery bread for every sandwich. And ladies, if you just want to have a salad, they have the best salads. Oh, my gosh. Mm-hmm. Good sides. Giant brownies. I don't know how he makes those brownies. Love to have the rest the of The French fries are money. Golly. Anyway, tides are kind of kind of minimal today. Uh, you had a high tide at 6.51 a.m. this morning. You have a low tide at 12.53, which is almost 1 o'clock this afternoon at a 5.2. It's 
peak right now. I mean, ah, you know, it's going to be a beautiful day. Enjoy it today because weather's going to deteriorate tonight. Jeff, the weather? All right, weather report brought to you by the best barbecue in Jacksonville, and that's the beer to pick. Two locations there. Smokers are simply the best. Nobody does brisket better than the bearded pig, and, and I'll put that bet on anybody. We can sit here and have a debate about which turkey's better. There is no debate on who has the best brisket. Yeah, so That's good. the bearded pig. So good. Not even close. All right, uh, today, northeast winds 10 to 15, 2 to 4 feet. Got a slight chance of showers in the afternoon, and tomorrow north winds 15 to 20, increasing to 20 to 25 in the afternoon. Seas climbing to 5 to 7. Monday, it's continuing on, 20 to 25 knots out of the northeast, seas 8 to 10 feet. Tuesday, northeast, 15 to 20, seas 6 to 8. And Wednesday, east winds around 20 knots, seas 6 to 8. The ocean is going to be officially closed for a very while. quickly. All right, and just for everybody, okay, big game going on tomorrow, 1 o'clock kickoff, and the hourly forecast is showing that tomorrow is actually going to be pretty nice for kickoff, Okay. Around 12 o'clock, which everybody's going to be filing to the stadium or getting ready, okay, the smoker, et cetera. About 68 degrees at noon, north-northeast winds around 12. That's not too bad. Kickoff, 68 degrees, north-northeast around 13 or 14 miles an hour, and it's going to stay that way through the entirety of the game with the rain chances only at about 10%. It does not get any better than that. Great day for football. That's a great day for football. Great day for football. Great day for victory. Yeah, Yeah, amen to that. Hey, and folks, if you're looking at this drought we've kind of been going through here, there's going to be a little change next week, starting with Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. They're talking 40, 60, and 70% chance of rain for next week. So the little bit of moisture we desperately need, I think we're going to get it. Hey, All right, let's hey, go. Hey, listen, before we go to the phone lines, I, I yeah. know I know you're looking to do that, but I, I got to gotta give a shout-out and kudos to Mr. Kirk Waltz, who – just performed the smoothest transition from tides to weather I think I've ever heard on the outdoor show. <laughs> well, that was that was legit, fantastic. I'm tipping my cap. I know nobody can see it, but he used the word deteriorate. I, it was it was pretty impressive. <laughs> it now, was impressive. Pretty impressive. So and what then was the word? Deteriorate. Yeah, yeah, but and and that was great. But then he said, you know, you know, the weather's going to deteriorate. So Jeff. And segued right in. Right I'm telling it. you. I, <laughs> Smooth as butter. I, it was. It was. Thank that you. might have been a first. We actually had a brilliant segue between weather and tides. <laughs> first, yeah. It only took 26 years, right, Chris? Oh. Thank you, Chris. Right. Wow. Hey, you know, you got to get it sometime. Yeah, I get it. All I right. Get uh, a single star this let's week. Let's go talk to a Hall of Famer, Lester. Hall of Famer, and he still hasn't learned to not call in before the last second. <laughs> How you doing? Yeah, yeah. How you doing, Lester? Yeah, man. Some mornings, man, I just love to hear y'all instead of uh, me call in. Yeah, yeah that's that's like pretty much how we feel, too. <laughs> uh, wow. There you go. Man, it was just, I'm sorry. Listen, that, that door is that wide open, I'm walking through it. Boy, I stepped right in, and that was yeah, smack right did. in the front of my head and the back mm. on the way out. Mm. Hey, I, uh, I, next Saturday, man, I, I was tell, telling Chris off the air, I got, I'm marrying, uh, we're getting Taylor, he's hooking up and tying the knot next Saturday, so I'm wow. trying to figure out how me and Big Head can get there early and leave early, and I can, uh, <laughs> 
Uh, I'm serious, but I don't want to get in trouble. But maybe, uh, you know, I don't know, man. It's a touchy situation. Well, you just told way too many people to be touchy. I don't know if you realize that. You know, Lester, Lester getting, Mar- a little, getting a little Marcia bit of trouble. Marcia and the rest of your not, family are listening. You Lester, know? Lester. What in the world? If you get in a little bit of trouble, Lester, would it be your first time? No. That's Heck fair. No. You already know the answer to that. <laughs> it's always easier to ask forgiveness and permission, Lester. Yeah. Oh, Mar- he knows yeah, that. Marcia, yeah, Marcia. Uh, she's putting up the Christmas tree this morning, so I know she's not listening to the show. What? She's what? Already? Music. Now, wait a minute, Man, Lester. Let, Lester, I got a question. Wow. Okay, okay. If, if Marsh is putting up the Christmas decorations already, okay, my question to you, do you ever take the Christmas lights down from outside the house? <laughs> yes, I do, buddy. Oh! Yeah. Cousin yeah. Eddie. Oh! Cousin, Just, cousin Eddie. For the, the record, for the record, I'd have lost money on that. Uh, me too. Totally <laughs> lost yeah, money no. on that. Yeah. No, no, with Marsh, no, I... I wouldn't be living there if I didn't take him down. <laughs> I bet she no. makes you toe the line, doesn't she? She does, buddy. I mean, y'all all matter enough. You know, yeah. When she says "excuse me," you, it's too late. Uh oh. <laughs> <laughs> you're getting you're getting not popped in the back of the head. <laughs> yeah, we we all got that little one liner that we know. Oops, yeah. I shouldn't have done that. Yeah, I shot. The po- I shot. <laughs> the I hear you. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I was just, y'all were talking about the the uh, white oaks a while ago, and and uh, it, we hunted in Alabama for I don't know twelve, fourteen years there in Valley above Auburn, and we had some big oak trees that I thought were white oaks until you know I was schooled by the by the old timers, and uh, there's a the, uh, they always told me that a white oak only gets as big as a nickel. But those bigger ones are a chestnut oak. Right. Chestnut oak swamp or a chestnut swamp oak. chestnut. There's a couple of kinds. The, the chestnut yeah. oak will grow up in some of the higher elevation, and, and whereas the swamp chestnut's going to be down lower. In yeah, the, wet. Yeah. yeah. In, in we have swamp chestnut. Yeah. But it's still a, it's still a white That's acorn. Right. Yeah, there, which it's is a still white a acorn. It's part of the white acorn. acorn for sure. Oh, yeah. man, that swamp chestnut, you find one of those dropping Bloody. its money. Yeah. Yes, indeed. Man, it is huge. We, we got, and you're right, they're only on the edge of the swamp, you know, right where, where you know, breaks down to a cliff into the creek. But, man, them them uh, swamp chestnuts are, boy, they're huge, man. Mm-hmm. You go fuzzy cap on them? Big fuzzy cap. Yeah, fuzzy cap on them, yep. Deer love them, like you say. But uh, I, I agree with Kurt on the uh, – <clears throat> That does have a lot to do, man, all those high winds we were having because even in my yard where, you know, your trees get fertilized like heck and all that, I already have no acorns. And when Kurt said that, I was thinking, you know, all through our neighborhood, you know, you see the clusters, the little ends of the oak limbs that's full of acorns all over people's yards. Yeah. yeah. You know, and which, you know, they're all giant, you know, that's hundreds and hundreds of acorns. So uh, it, that does play a factor. Maybe. Year. Well, the oak tree Maybe. in my driveway didn't get the memo because it's – I had – there, there was a couple of weeks there where about three times a week you had to blow off the driveway. All right, yeah. Lester, before we let you go, okay, uh, uh-huh. turkey smoked, fried, or baked? Bro, we go through this every year, and it's fried, brother. All right, fried turkey for Lester. All right, Lester, have a great weekend, All brother. Right, see you. See you. See you. you- all right, let's go talk to David. He's got a little tidbit here he wants to talk about brining a turkey. And, David, we ain't got much time left. But uh, welcome to the show. 
Nah, no problem, guys. Yeah, I appreciate it. No, um, if you guys have never tried a brine turkey. Have never tried one. one. It's, it's real simple. And you said that uh, one of the guys on there said that they have to always get a fresh one. Well, here you don't. You can take a frozen one. You put it directly into a Coleman cooler, fill it full, half full of water. Then on the stove, you take and cut up an orange, an apple, an onion, all your herbs, a cinnamon stick, cloves, whatever. Bring it to a boil. Add two cups of pickling salt. And dump that in the cooler and just let it sit for two days. It is the juiciest, most flavorful bird you have ever tried. I've heard that. I've heard that too. And it's not salty. Everyone says it's going to be too salty. That's it's, but that's the fakeness of it. It's not. It's perfect. And I've heard that that's the best way to do a wild turkey is Just to brine, brine it. And, a, and even the breast, to brine the breast. I thought the best way to do a wild turkey was with a shot glass. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, David. That's a good tip, David. Take care. All right, let's go talk to Noel this morning. Morning, Noel. Hey, good morning, fellas. Hey, if you've got a surf rod and you like to surf fish, you better go today or tomorrow morning. We've had five great days of fishing. There's lots of pompano, whiting, slot redfish, and puppy scrum. But as we, as you said, things are going to quickly deteriorate. And that's the honest truth. If, we, if you got, we still have some clean water tomorrow morning. That wind won't matter as much, but by by Monday it'll be done for four days at least. So if you can go, it is go time. What what, what is biting? At, uh, pompano. There's big schools of pompano. There's slot reds, puppy drums. Wow. We've always got whiting. That's all the way from Nassau Sound down to Matanzas Inlet. It's it's go time. The water cleaned up nice. Uh, yeah, this is like the week and. Here we go, nor'easter blowing again. How long does it take a northeaster to screw up a good bite? Um, usually a day or two. Yeah, you, you. I don't mind fifteen mile an hour winds. I don't mind four foot waves as long as the water's not dirtied up. Right. But once that water gets dirtied up, it's done. And you know, once the nor'easter stops, probably on Friday, it takes a day or two for the water to clear back up again. Yeah. They're just not going to breathe that dirty water. They go out deep, or they that's just right. Keep going south. I, I yeah. got you. Hey, no, we got to we got to run, brother. Thank you, man. Thank you for the info. All right, Lawson. Sorry, man. We're out of time, and uh, folks, uh, next Saturday, hope to see everybody because we're going to be in Callahan, and can't wait to see everybody there because it's going to be a great, great turnout, and we're looking forward to the. Hagen Ace Hardware, Hagen Coastal Outfitters holiday kickoff show. It's going from 6 a.m. to 12 noon, all the giveaways. Can't wait. And a big thank you to all of our sponsors here. The Nimic family of dealerships, Chevrolet on Cassett, Buick and GMC on Phillips Highway, Duck Duck Rooter, Angie Subs, Atlanta Coast Marine, CNH Marine Construction, Coastal Equipment, LV Hires Inc., Ring Power, Hagen Coastal Outfitters, Consignment Boat Sales, Standard, Feed and Seed, CSS Fireplaces and Outdoor Living, Valentino Boats, Thick Pen, Heating and Cooling, Strike Zone, Standard Feed and Seed, Whalen Bay Marine, Randy Marion Cadillac, Kirby Co-Builders, Inc., Shimano, and Wild West Guns and Gold. And, uh, Rick, thank you for sitting in. Man, it's yep. always a pleasure. Thank, thank you, you all so for having much. me, fellas. And uh, looking forward to tomorrow, game day. Let's game go. day. And uh, we'll talk to everybody next Saturday, and go Jags. Go, go Jags. Jags. See you. See you. Reaching every week, there's always a tale to tell. Something crazy.